Good afternoon. Welcome in. Good evening. Good morning, maybe, where you are. Happy lunchtime to the West Coasters. Good evening to the Europeans. Wakey, wakey to the Apex. What's up? My name is Ultimate DJs. Welcome in. Welcome into Talking Trek Live. Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast, and here we are together again. Yo, 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 yo. Lots of stuff to get to today, so let's dive right in. Welcome in. Everybody, Talking Trek server sound off. You guys hit it. Hey, want to send a quick shout out to Optimus Meat Boy. What's up? And the legendary Han Alliance from Server 139 checking us out today. Thank you very much for being here. Yeah, very nice. Thank you. Hi, Beglin on 32. Lord Farquaad, 146. Swifty on 31. Dirty Bird Bill, Server 15. Ivan Ivan on 136. Steven Zarin on 129. The Agent, Server 14. Thank you. Tevi Moza on 20. Stradalorian, shout out, Server 9. I'm with Crazy on 13. Data Systems on 27. Tech Man, 16 on 34. Commander Taylor on the 192 Eternal. You got it. Yaya, 43. What's up? Housekeeping here on Server 16. Counselor Q14 in the hizzy. Tagara on 40. Blokemon. On server 134, Raxnar server 8, thank you. Demolition on 146, Major Tom on 142, Metal on 8, Orion Pax on 15. Bebo says, yo, let's go on 146, thank you. Hey, Doug, 4767, appreciate you being here on two servers. Gator on 28, let's go. Herc on 9, Wright on 26, Kirko, European 145, US 57. Doubling it up. Jayberg on 32. Nathan on 61. Welcome, Dark Menace on European 140. Meows on 27. Beat for the Gods on server 17. Swagger on 20. What's up? Lightning on server 8. Gopher on 130. Ape on 21. Storm on 28. Sky Marshall on 136. Bills Mafia on 32. Black Ustar on 57 says happy hump day. Yes, Baymax on 15. What's up? Kirko says 8 o'clock in the evening over here in Scotland. Thank you on 145. Thank you, Aries on the one and only server 14. Chala on 15. Thank you, Captain Planet on 167. Zakara 136. And Magic Monkey on server 160. Alliance QC shouting out V Ready 196. Thank you guys so very much. 35 additional messages on our Talking Trek server sound off. Thank you guys so very, very much for being here on our stage here today. Lots of stuff to talk about. And uh, I know that everybody, big country, everybody was ready to grade the arc today. Everybody was ready to grade the arc today. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. We've got, we got a couple of contributors who were not yet finished, Big Country. Not yet decided, not yet ready to issue their final grades. Like, like a professor meticulously grading their thesis exam. They said, wait, we need a little bit more time. All right, need a little bit more time to really break this down, to really go through it all, to examine the calendar, to examine the payouts, to examine the feature, uh, and, uh, and, and really put a fair amount of thought into it big we always do that we pride ourselves on being pretty objective uh we do here on this stage have a have a wide array of opinions you know big uh is typically typically a little bit more uh, optimistic about things bubba joe is our 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 yin to our yang right big and uh and and has told me that he is he is feeling a little bit harsh <laughs> on this arc but not quite ready yet not quite ready. So we have decided, Big, 
to delay the grading of the ARC until Sunday's show. We can talk a little bit about it, uh, but we are going to issue our final grades on Sunday. And and there is a reason, all right? And you know what? Nathan kind of just points this out. I'm still waiting on three-star exocomps. You know what? I'm kind of with you there, all right? Uh, Nathan, I pledged to go through this ARC completely free-to-play. Completely free-to-play. I did not purchase any servos. I did not purchase any chips. I didn't do anything. And I just, uh, let me take a look here. Yep, just yesterday, maybe the day before, finally got to Exocomp level 25, Big Country, which will allow me to use three-star Exocomps. Uh, so I'm still now trying to, or not allow me to use them, but allow me to, to get them a little bit more regularly. So uh, kind of tinkering around with that and just kind of seeing what, uh, what may end up coming with uh with some of the better exocomps um and uh lacutus says you know it's bad when it takes longer than usual to grade the arc that may be accurate that may be true uh i know that i'm not i'm not fully settled in yet big are you fully 100 percent settled in on grades for this arc i i i appreciate you spinning on it or spinning the the, the delay of the arc i thought you said in true scopely fashion that we were lagging on the uh <laughs> we are uh we're experiencing some server lag okay uh and and the the grades have not come in yet we punched them in they haven't come back uh so yeah no we've got uh, we've got some other stuff to to really kind of consider here and uh and and we'll we'll do that we'll bring it back out okay uh very quickly uh aries from server 14 has uh has given us a, a touch of of bring down for a moment. I, I, I don't like usually bringing this stuff up, but we have talked big. Uh, the Star Trek Fleet Command community as a whole, I, I feel like, you know, between the content creators and, and I feel like community trans, trans, uh, I can't think of the right word. It goes beyond your server. All right. You guys have gotten to know a lot of players from a lot of other servers. You guys have gotten to know players here in this Discord. You've gotten to know. Uh, thank you, Rev. It's Transcends. That's what I was thinking of. Thank you. Uh, it, it goes beyond your own server. It goes beyond your own Discord. It, it is community. Uh, and so we would like at this point to honor the memory of a player uh, named Bones on server 14 who passed away earlier this morning. Uh, so, so sorry for, uh, for the loss of your community member. And um, lots of thoughts and prayers out to Bones and his family. Uh, his family, immediate family, real-life family, and, of course, his family on 14. All right, God bless you guys and, and hope that, uh, that everything can, can turn around for you guys in a little bit brighter fashion. Big, we do have uh, some stuff to talk about today, though. As a matter of fact, when you and I were discussing if we were going to, in fact, push the grading of the arc, which was not a light decision. You know, not a light decision. We really, we kind of promoted it. We wanted to get to it, but uh, just circumstances beyond our control, we decided to push. I made the executive decision to push it back, so we have something different planned for you today. Actually, I think this could be really kind of cool. You know, I'm glad V-Ready is here. I'm glad Big is here. Uh, Hal, Rev Deuce, fellow content creator, is here, and this is great because what I want to do today is pass on some knowledge, all right? Uh, the first little bit of knowledge that we're going to pass on is current world events, ladies and gentlemen. Time stupid for your stupid news headlines. No! Yes. It is time. News! News! 
All right, let's see what's going on in all corners of the world. <laughs> Listen, just just full disclaimer, okay? I'm gonna make a lot of fun of a lot of things that are very serious, okay? It's it's just we we need a chuckle, right? How about this big country? How about this? The CIA director flew to Afghanistan this past week to hold a meeting with the leader of the Taliban. I have a theory. I got a theory on what's actually going on over there. CIA directors flown to Afghanistan to meet with the leader of the Taliban. I know what's happening. I think he just went over there to ask advice on military strategy. That's that's what I think is happening over there right now. CIA's getting learnt. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> oh, what a mess. I know, sorry. Somebody's gonna be mad about that. Uh, a new study, big. A new study about eating food has just come out. Did you know, and I know that you're a fan, did you know that eating a single hot dog can actually has now been proven? Because, how do they prove stuff like this? I got no idea. A new study says eating a single hot dog, ladies and gentlemen, reduces your lifespan by 35 minutes. 35 minutes, which is why it's so important to relish. Get it? Relish. Relish every minute of it. Ha! Ah. <laughs> it's a hot, it's a hot dog. You put relish on it. It's fantastic. Uh, in- <laughs> Thank you. I thought it was good. Uh, investigative journalist Lara Logan said that the U.S. could bomb the Taliban into the Stone Age. We we could, we could do that. But really, is it worth it? Like it only set them back like twenty-two days, like maybe thirty. You know, maybe a month, a couple weeks. I don't know. Laura Logan weighing in on bombing the Taliban. Uh, how about this? Let's let's lighten things up, big country. This happened down in Florida. Where's JB? JB's in the news. A Florida man under arrest for allegedly trying to steal a Snickers bar at Knife Point. Big country. <laughs> you don't even know. You don't even know what he would do for a Klondike bar. Ha! <laughs> Thank you. I wasn't I wasn't thinking about the singing, but then I thought, yeah, hell with it. What? <laughs> uh, Switzerland. Switzerland's in the news. Just hosted the International Championship of Windsurfing. There, Stevens Aaron. Did you get to watch this on TV? From what I understand, it was it was a big thing. Rating's not very good. As a matter of fact, most of the people who tuned in said that it was probably the only sport that blows <laughs> more than curling because <laughs> it blows the wind. Yeah, but I heard it was all over the air. <laughs> it was. It was. McDonald's has taken milkshakes off its menu after being hit by supply chain issues, big country. It was either that or start using real milk, so they kind of rock meat hard place. <laughs> Uh, a group of Japanese scientists say Tyrannos- uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex may have been picky eaters. V-Ready, can you believe that? Tyrannosaurus Rex may not have just eaten whatever they wanted. They might have actually been very, very picky with regards to their diet. In fact, I heard they pretty much only ate paleo. <laughs> Paleosaurus, come on, come on. I mean, seriously, do I have to explain everyone? Paleosaurus, it's a dinosaur. All right. <laughs> I yes, I guess we'll stop there. I've got one more Taliban joke, but maybe maybe we should. <laughs> come on, dad jokes. Wicked Wedge, come on, show some love. Uh, welcome. Yeah, oh, it could get worse. I mean, it, it could. Uh, Jay Bird says if the entire segment has to be explained, then the jokes are bad. That's kind of the point. 
I mean, that's the way it works. Uh, Ripper is groaning. He told me not to do it today. All right, everybody, welcome in. Uh, to the show. Appreciate you guys all being here. Big Country, thank you uh, for gracing our stage today. Ladies and gentlemen, Level 50 Bro, my admiral and teammate, Big Country is here with us today. How are you good, sir? Good. Good, good. Good, good, good. Uh, we got a lot to uh, get to today. Also, uh, joining us from all the way across these United States out in the West Coast. Also, a Level 50 Bro. Uh, my friend Romulus, Remus, Stachimus, Maximus is here. Gregor is on the stage. Welcome to you. Good afternoon, sir. Get to the chopper! Hey, brother. Get to the chopper. Also welcoming our studio audio engineer, Stevens Aaron is here. Uh, V-Ready is here from uh, India. Uh, fellow content creator, Rev Deuce, and artificial intelligence, HAL 9000, on our stage here this afternoon for Ask the Pod, everybody! <laughs> All right, this is a game show. This we're gonna do this like a game show, big country. All right, actually, we're totally not. Uh, here was I was thinking about a way to name this show, and I thought this was gonna be kind of fun. This was gonna be kind of goofy. All right, ask the pod uh, because I mean, there's pods of dolphins and there's pods of whales. There are tide pods. <laughs> That's not what we're referring to. And of course, we're a podcast, okay? Uh, and so here are what we decided to do today. I've actually gotten a few of these comments, and you know what? It's, it's completely legitimate. I want to shout out, uh, for example, Wicked Witch and, and Truck and Chick, who have done their absolute best to, to keep me, uh, to keep me in, in a relevant mindset. Big, we have spent, and I know that, that we always say we welcome perspectives from from all walks of life within this game, all ops levels. But as we have, and, and I've gone back and I've listened to some of this stuff, as we have moved from from some of these arcs, you know, arc one, arc two, arc three, we talk about how some of these features are good, are better for younger level players. But what we're what we're missing is is some pieces of the mechanic. Um, I I received a PM this past week, and and while I fundamentally disagree with it. All right, and I'm not going to go into a lot of it. He did bring up one point, which was valid. He says, DJs, I feel like you, you know, you said to Big Country the other day, he doesn't remember what it's like to be in the 30s. He was like, I don't think you're any different. That kind of struck me a little bit, Big, because this game is rapidly changing. There is a lot that has changed, even with the new player experience. Uh, coming in at, at, you know, for the first 10 levels, or first 15 levels, first 25 levels. A lot of things have changed. So what I wanted to do today is, in lack of, of us not grading the arc today, in the f based on the fact that we are between arcs, that we don't have information yet that we can share regarding the upcoming uh, season, then what we decided that we would do today is literally just get back to basics, big. Let's ask the pod, whether you want to ask a whale, whether you want to ask the podcast, whether you want to ask a dolphin, all right, we've got all walks of life on our stage today. We made sure to make sure, uh, we, we made sure to make sure, Rev Deuce, see, that's my stumbling of words. We wanted to ensure that there was somebody here that has been through it, that has been uh, able to walk through something in this game relatively recently, whether you're a level 15, a level 20, a level 25, 30, or 40. And so today, we are going to make our panel available to players, okay? Lucky Scotty says, new players, we haven't had one in five to six months. Crazy enough. Crazy enough. I have seen, clearly, server 15 is open 
Rev Deuce, which blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind because we've got all these level 50s. We're a legacy server. We're a day one server. And, and over the last couple of days, I've seen dozens of, of players, level five, level six, asking for alliances, asking to join up. We have seen uh, a huge influx of new blood. No idea why they would put it on a day one yeah. server. It, it, to me, well, hey. it, sounds like, it sounds like suicide to me. Well, it's it's a combination of a good thing. I don't know if because you're talking about the the Lola. We've had almost a dozen new servers launched in the past three months, and I just joined an alliance on server twenty, which is as old as yours, and it has got sixty nine players right now. Three of them are level fourteen, and you know my account is a little bit lower than yours at like twenty one million power. The nearest power under me is twelve. They don't have any other guy above eight million power. It's basically a whole cluster of people who've been playing six months or less on server 20. See, to me, I, I feel like player experience would be, could be really negative. I mean, we've talked about that in the past, which is why Scopely continues to launch new servers. But assigning an inbound player to, to a, a legacy server like 15 or like 20, to, to me, I just I, I don't honestly see that. I don't honestly see that going real well for some of these new players, you know? I mean, as as quickly as it as it takes to get to level 15, which is where you can start being raided uh, and where you can start, you know, being attacked. Now, I guess maybe, maybe Rev, maybe these servers have, have passed an evolutionary standpoint where nobody in the game can even hit a level 15. Maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe, I was gonna that say, and, like, maybe that's why they came back and dumped all these new players in here because there ain't nobody on the server that can even hit them. Yeah, that's a good well, point. Is everything is bracketed anyway? So, uh, what are you gonna do as a level fifteen to harm that or a level fifty to harm that fifteen? Well, we need. I to think th Greg was right, and then you also got to take into account. I think that we we know DJ that they have a set schedule. They like to release new servers, like they don't want to just throw ten out there. And the TNG arc has brought in tens of thousands of new players. Now, obviously, not all of them have stayed, but they got to put them somewhere. Yeah. Well, there's definitely uh, new blood hitting multiple servers out there. And so, you know, for a minute, I'm going to encourage you guys, you know, to, to think about this for a second, okay? There are players that have just joined this game with TNG, as Rev has pointed out. And, and a lot of these players are joining because... You know, hey, they saw TNG. They love TNG. This is what speaks to them. Gregor, we've talked about that for the last six months. This was an arc that spoke to an entire generation of, of Star Trek fans that may have not ever been in this game before because they weren't fans of Kelvin, but they are fans of TNG. Guys, foster these new kids. Foster these players. And, and why, at the same time that I, I disagree with some of the larger part of our conversation, there was one piece of this conversation in PM this past week that struck me, which is, hey, you know, and, and, and he, wasn't the, he wasn't the only one. Truck and Chick reminds me constantly, like, guys, there is a whole generation. There's, there's thousands of players that join this game that we, need to, that we need to step back and we need to pick up. We need to remember that, you know, we're not walking through the, the progression of this game as a one-time thing. You know, we, we need to go back. We need to cycle back. We need to pick up. Uh, players along the way, and that means going back and talking about things that, that we talked about. Today, today, Big Country, I had a conversation with a player who's been in the game for, for a little while, 
but didn't understand why his uh, his ship XP exocomp wasn't working. So we dive into it. We look at it, uh, and he's maxed. Like his level is maxed for his tier of ship. Did not know that that it's five levels per tier. We take that for granted. Rev Deuce, when was the last time you actually specifically said to a player, hey, don't forget, as far as XP goes, it's only five levels per tier. You know, five levels per tier. So if you're a tier six ship, you can only take it to level 30. If, you, if you're trying to grind XP, you're not going to get any. You're not going to go any farther. When was the last time that that question came, came up on your radar? Because it's been, I, I don't even remember how long it's been for me. And I had that question today. It's been a couple weeks, you know, but also I joined a new server with Ares and I joined probably every three to six months. I'll join a new server. It's just something I focus on. But one thing I've gotten a lot from new players is I push scrapping a lot. And then I had one come to me, Hey, why are my scrap rewards so awful? Not realizing that maxing it tier wise, it's got to be leveled up. So that's been coming a lot often from the new players is realizing they have to go auto grind and how to auto grind and where to do it and stuff like that. Stuff we haven't had to really think about for a long time. We haven't had to think about it, and that is the key. That's kind of the focus for today uh, that, I, that I'd like to take a step back on and ask the pod. Let's ask the VIPs. Let's ask the whales. Ask the dolphins the questions that you have regarding your progression, regarding your new experience within this game. Because it's... I, I know I take this for granted. I know there's not a shadow of doubt in my mind, Rev. I don't play new accounts. I don't have time to keep up with the one I have. I miss dailies. I miss events. I don't have time. I don't have time to keep up with this stuff. All right? But that being said, all right, that being said, it's a very real thing. I'm glad that, that Rev does join the new servers because that keeps him grounded down there in the, in the 10 to 15 to 25 level range. Rev, if you, uh, on your most recent account, on your most recent account, let's, let's differentiate the experience that a level 50 or a level 40 or even a level 39 has today with what it was three years ago. On, a, on your latest account, Rev, and I'm sure it's not what you're sinking all of your time into, but how long did it take you to get to level 15 on a brand spanking new account, your latest one you've just joined? If you play every day for similar time to how we play, like me and you play, you can get to level 15 easily within two weeks. Easily. I mean, that was a long time back when. I, I don't I mean, remember go exactly. Go watch my original videos. Getting to level 16 took me like two months. It was a long time. When I first started. Granted, about, I didn't know the game as much then. But. What about level 20? Level 25? Where, where does it start to slow down? Where is Scopely basically saying, this is where we want a new player to be within 30 days of joining the game? Is it Ops 20? Is it 25? Well, I, I can say, because we've got people like V-Ready and Gregor here from the whale perspective. I can, it'd be good to get their point from like how long it took them to hit 39, because on a lot of new servers, we have people hitting 39 within a month. And that's just because of how the, the packs laid out, the events, how quickly they can progress compared to how it was originally. And just within two or three months, you'll see a lot of these brand new servers like on 63 right now, 65, already have people 39, 10, 15 million power. Pretty common. That's insane to me. <laughs> and, and it halfway pisses me off because <laughs> of how bad it was when we came through. You know, it's just like it's like it's a cakewalk today. That being said, things are getting overlooked. 
You know, we're looking in the chat right now. PBR says, well, I bet, I bet some of their research is bad. I bet it is. Some of them. Not, sure. Maybe not all of them. I bet some of it is. I bet their officers are all tier one. I bet they are. I bet they are. Uh, somebody says here just a, a little bit higher. Captain Planet says uh, regarding the, the ship XP and the levels and the tier. Do you need to be told that? Has anyone ever been told that? Well, yeah. Yeah, it, it does need to be said. Because people don't know. I mean, we, we had a guy trying to use an exocomp today. Could not. I mean, he was mad. He was angry that he wasn't getting his XP. Blaming Scopely for a bug because the mechanic wasn't, wasn't, wasn't laid out for him. And listen, he's, he's not a three-year player, but he ain't, he ain't two weeks old either. This is little things. These are little things. De- details. That, that have been overlooked in the game education, all right? So, so things like that are, are what I want to ask uh, or what I want to let people ask today, you know? Captain Bob says new content is designed for higher and higher levels, so they have to rush their younger players through the early levels now just to get them caught up. I kind of, uh, kind of agree. I kind of agree. And why, Vinius, why your opinion, uh, your comment right here is... 100% valid and, and why I think it deserves a real conversation and why, Vinius, I have pushed the grading of this arc. All right? He says, this is exactly what I've been saying. The 40-plus complain that exocomps are meh. The exocomps are free tools to nickel and dime the entry-level player to ops 25 through 35-plus. Vinius, Bingo! Ding, ding, everybody, okay? Hear what Vinius is saying, all right? which, is, which is what I've been saying. And listen, I don't think anybody disagrees. Big, we talked uh, earlier in this month about the, the target of the exocomps. And you said, you know, clearly, and Bubba has said this too, clearly they're not meant for me, all right? Now, I, I don't know that none of them are meant for you, but at the same time, they clearly have an intended audience that may not be level 50 big what do you think no i, I agree it, you know but i think that there are certain ones that i think what they tried to do is try to have it where you know there's a couple for each level you know the 300 armada percent may not be a lot for me but there may be a lot for a level 35 or a level 38 you know and you know same with the protected or the mining speed or something like that it may help somebody else more than it it may help me so it may be more designed for them where you know they're not you know they're not as concerned as much with ship xp where you know uh, hey being able to you know get 500 percent ship xp might be more to me than it does somebody else who's not building as many ships scrapping as many ships and stuff like that so i agree uh b b uh from server 146 points out cosmic cleanup is a great catch-up tool and is still too slow for newer players uh, i you know golly i haven't done haven't i haven't looked at the event store rev uh for cosmic cleanup in a long time what is it it's 10 vidar bps per week is that right so that that's yeah. what you can pick up so in 10 weeks you can have a Vidar. Now, you know, and again, this, this is part of my problem. This is why Truck and Chig's absolutely right. This is why Wick and Witch is absolutely right. If you asked me, Rev, at what level do you get Cosmic Cleanup, I have no flipping clue. 
what is it, 10, 15, 17? I don't know. That puts me out of touch. That makes me an ineffective content creator for new players. So we're going to turn it around. Rev, where, where does Cosmic Cleanup start? I got no clue. Uh, it is the earliest way you can start getting Franklin. I think it's 20. I'd have to wait. No, it's before that. I'd I think it is. Account. I had it on server 63, and I'm not level 20 yet. So Jesse 16, says, 18, somewhere in the teens. Hang on. Let me, let me check this. Jesse says he actually put it on his calendar. That'd be great if I can find it. My Discord isn't working properly. Uh, but a lot of people don't. <laughs> a lot of people throwing out different answers. All right, let, Jesse, let's go back. Let's look at the calendar. Let's check this out. All right. Uh, Cosmic Cleanup, 17 plus. So at level 17. Nice. Now, now are, is the event store the same for all players? There's no way. They let you get Sarko BPs at level 17? They letting you get Vidar BPs at level 17? No, is no, that, no, no, no. There's no way. No, you still have the, the level locks and sights of what you see, but that is the only way to procure some of the specialty ships right now early on, like the Franklin and the Vidar at level 25 and things like that. So Besides it starts, the Stella, which they've added into a faction store, Cosmic Cleanup is like a pain point to get a lot of the new stuff without dropping money because as soon as you hit the level, you do get the option in the store to buy it. So level 17 is where it unlocks. Presumably it starts then with the Franklin. Uh, and then I guess uh, yeah. pr- presumably that cosmic, the cosmic trash uh, is what I call it. And, and you know what? It's not trash, clearly, for, for younger level players. If you're level 17 and you draw that and you get a bunch of frequency mods, you're loving life. All right. Uh, level 25 for the Sarko. Where does Vidar come in? It should also well, be around 25. 25 Vidar, 30 Sarko. 30 Sarko, 25 for the Vidar. So, again, you, you got to think, if, if you're level 17, all right, you're going through and, and you hit level 17, now your cosmic cleanup, your cosmic cleanup will take you nine weeks to get your Franklin. Not only that, but I would assume, Rev, that there's still original missions, that there's still ways to, to get that Franklin. I mean, that's how we got it was there were, there were missions. Are those gone? I do not remember getting prompted. The Botany Bay is the only one that I got missions for in my most previous run a few weeks ago. So, no, I'm pretty sure there's not a Franklin mission run. It's just Cosmic Cleanup. So starting at level 17, nine weeks is what it would take to grind out your Franklin yeah, at 10 I think BPs Captain Bob's right that it was an event that we got the Franklin, not a mission trail like we would normally get the Botany Bay. That's right. There was missions for Botany Bay. There's also missions for portions of the original jelly, which I think, is that is that even now grindable? No, it's actually, that one's gotten harder. Originally, they had, last year, they had brought out a mission system at level 18 that you got an event that you could do to get the jelly BPs, which they have now pulled. That event no longer runs. So that is now back to being a buy-only ship without an event store. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. All right, so baby jelly, and and again, you know, you guys think you guys, some of you chuckling at me. I, hell, Reb, I might as well just interview you. I don't know this stuff. <laughs> well, in the same regard, like you know, remember. and while I, I I do get to talk to fifties and everything, you know, my knowledge of like I was talking to Ripper yesterday when I was doing my Latinum video. And it was not like right in the front of my mind that the four star common exchange rate is ten to one, ten lat to one. Like I oh. thought it was, oh, it's probably like three to one, like my three star is not having that in the front. So it goes both ways because I haven't spent enough time in the forties. That's an issue that I have. So it's uh, it's good. I think that we have multiple perspectives for everybody. Absolutely. 
I mean, it's necessary. This game is different than when I went through the younger levels. You are re-experiencing the younger levels. At the same time, even the game now in the 40s is different than it was six months ago. The same stuff that I'm feeling is not the same stuff that Big felt a year ago or that Gregor yeah. felt a year ago. But now they've got their own newer problems, you know, newer things that are happening within the game. And, and then listeners of this show look at it and be like, oh, well, you know, that is not my problem. That is, that's a whale problem. That's a VIP problem. Th- th- here's the thing. There's problems all throughout the game. We have to identify those and help each other through them. So we're looking at the mining speed of the exocomp. Let's take a look at, at, at a few of these, all right? And, and trust me, I know. I know, Gregor, we've talked about it big. We've talked about it. Bubba's talked about it. The, the, the exocomps feel, well, I'll tell you, I, I activated a 50% mining exocomp today. 50, uh, I think it was 50%. Let me look, see. Yeah, 50% mining. It was a three-star common, it looks like, all right? Three-star common, 50% to mining. For me, for me, it added 5,000 an hour. It took me from 45,000 an hour to 50,000 an hour. Now, if you're mining with an Envoy, <laughs> okay, or a Horizon, do you remember talking about your mining rates at 6,000 an hour and 8,000 an hour? And nine thousand an hour rep, and and we would think, gosh, mining at twenty thousand or thirty thousand or fifty thousand was just unfathomable. I mean, you 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 did not a year ago. Nobody mined in this game. Well, maybe a year and a half. Nobody well, mined in this game past do... twenty thousand or twenty five thousand. Yeah, the North Star was the only thing that did it. It's one of the reasons I loved on the North Star for so long, but. Now, with all these researches, the North Star for its mining speed, which is still great, it's not as viable as a you know quick mining ship because you can just dump into research now and get you know a tier five faction miner doing sixteen thousand pretty easily. Well, let's let's look at this. Let's pretend for a second that the base mining rate on on a Horizon is say, let's call it, well here. Let's do it. Let, let's not let's not assume. Let's actually just do it. Let me hop in here to stfc.space, everybody. Let's take a look at the horizon, available at even level 26, all right? Now, we're not going to focus on the dilithium. Let's uh, let's look at the actual uh, mining laser, and let's say that we're at tier 4. Is that fair, uh, Rev? You know, tier 4 should be, should be a, yeah, that's a horizon. Yeah, to get to. Yeah, there you go, tier 4. Mining laser. The base mining speed or the mining bonus is 800%. Now, you're going to multiply that by what you're mining. So let's say that you're just mining normal normal three-star gas, okay, and that the base rate is just a normal 300 per hour, okay, 300 per hour, which means that you're at 2,400 is your actual base figure. Now, research is going to add to that, all right? Research is going to add to that, but 2,400 is the base figure. Now, if you're mining at five or 6,000 an hour, to you, mining 2,400 an hour faster is big time. I, yeah. I vaguely remember, it's been a long time, but I vaguely remember trying to push the, the Envoy and trying to push the Horizon so that I could get to that 10,000 mark. 
you know, because at that time, that means I could do my dailies. I could finish my dailies in two and a half hours, Rev. I mean, now, how long does it, how long does it take somebody to actually do their, their gas daily? I, I, I'm not going to brag, because, but, but this is how the game has changed. I can do my gas daily of 25,000 ore. I can do it in territory. All right, with, with proper crew, proper ship, yada, yada, yada. I can get my daily done in, in less than 20 minutes. Yeah. All right, and we talk about, and, and we forget that it used to take two and a half plus hours. It still does, though, for, for three stars. I mean, for four stars, sorry. Sure, it can. Absolutely. I, I have to take a few hours to do the four star stuff. But, but that's because the quantities have increased. I am spending... I told Big, I think I was telling IJ Big just last night about what I mine on a daily basis. It, it's insanity. It's insanity. I, I mine because I, I do the 125,000 pulls at G4, V-Ready, is what I try to do. The middle chest. All right? That means I am consuming 750,000 raw materials a day and got to mine more than that to get ahead. Delith or isogen, isogen. Okay, uh, hang on a second. Isogen's even crazier. Isogen, uh, let's see, three, six, nine hundred, one point eight million isogen a day I spent in the refinery. So, so seven hundred and fifty thousand G four mats, and one point eight million ISO. That's my daily consumption. I'll tell you, DJ, you want a perspective thing. Remember two years ago when we complained so much about that Romulan turn in 1.5 million ore mission? It's really not that hard to do now. It's, it's pretty easy, actually. Well, if you're still doing it in a horizon, <laughs> okay, it's going to be a little even bit then, With all the boost, and you and I have had ExoCon horizon. You, you throw <laughs> in all your bonuses and stuff. You could do that in a couple weeks even with the horizon now. Well, it's better. It's better. Uh, and, and that brings, you know, brings me to, to one of the, the items I kind of put in the show teaser today is nickels and dimes. Techman16 is here today. Shout out to Techman16. Check out that podcast on iTunes and YouTube today, Trek Talk with Tech and Kirk. It's a fantastic show. I've had a great time uh, catching up on that. And uh, he invited me to uh, guest on his show this past Sunday. It was a lot of fun. Thank you for the invitation, my friend. We did briefly spend a few minutes talking about exocomps, and, and it kind of dawned on me at that point, it dawned on me that day, that like many things in this game, this is uh, a feature of nickels and dimes. Okay? A feature of nickels and dimes. Uh, as a matter of fact, I believe it was Handy, who is, in fact, a level 50 bro. Shout out, Nona sucks. I'm kidding. <laughs> Much love in my heart. All right. Shout out to Handy, who said, you know what? This is probably a very good thing. Is it minute? Yes, it is. Is it nickel and dime? Yes, it is. Is it my fault for not remembering to use it? Yes, it is. Is guys, this is a this is yet another example of a pattern thing. Now, granted, gee, many Christmas rep. There are so many things to do on a daily basis in this game. And and to the player here a moment ago who said, "Whatever happened to it?" Was Hal 
Hal 9000, welcome to the stage. Come on up. Whatever happened to Scopely tried to reduce the amount of time you're spending in the game? Because I'm telling you, for the last, I would I would argue with Meridian, with Isogen, and now you know Exocomps, it kind of feels like there's a lot more items on our reminder checklist right now. You know? Right. I mean, yeah, another five hours worth of mining. Some of that's <clears throat> if you're using a meridian, it's active mining, not mining. Mm-hmm. You know, when are we supposed to not be face down in the screen? I mean, I get we get to choose what we do and what we don't do. That's all well and good. However, to actually progress in the game, we have to do it. And especially once you get past uh, 30, 35, 36, you know, not to mention the 39 plus, unless you're going to drop a bunch of cash in the game. You have to complete all this just so you can move that one inch forward. Though I will say, this is this is where people can ask, well, what do we do during the you know during in between arts? And this is like my constant answer is, do all this sort of stuff. You can mine a whole heap of isogen, mine a whole heap of this, do grinds and things like that in between, in between arcs. And this is your time period to then do those things and kind of do a bit of a stash, you know, hoard hoard for those times when you can't do it during the arc. Well, right, which is tough, but you still have the dailies that you need to do. Yeah, for you sure. Know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's true. And and you know, listen to to Hal's point. To to Hal's point, uh, and even agreeing in in some of the chat. Blokimon says, "Do you remember when you said active mining was great?" Listen, I still prefer I still prefer a, a form of active mining over over mining 5 hours. Okay, the fact that I can go and mine, you know, the isogen that I need. I mean, I say 1.8 million isogen. All right, it's a lot. Right, Handy? Right, Nona? <laughs> it's, it's a lot, 1.8 million isogen. But, but it's actually, it's not, it's not as horrible as it may sound because of Meridian. But, to Hal's point, you got to watch it. You know, you got to watch it. The The time in this game has gotten crazy. And I think Scopely is is kind of backing themselves into a corner a little bit here, trying to balance new content in the game with time reduction things. Like, the exocomps were probably meant to be time reduction, Hal. The Meridian was probably meant to be time reduction in some form or fashion. Away team yeah, assignments I- were probably meant to be time reduction. But... you. Y- you know, with the Meridian, it, it's not exactly time reduction because of the cargo, you know? Now, again, I know why they did it with the cargo, you know, it, because, and, and again, I maintain this, if everybody wants to argue about it, you're, you're servicing a lot more players than just got, than, than who is using the Meridian. You're servicing the Pirates, you're servicing the Alliance is not in territory, you got it, Kirko. Meridian is a... a a caring for sharing ship, <laughs> right? You, I, myself, big, you would have been disappointed in me yesterday. I was very busy, didn't have a whole lot of time to spend, and, and, and you know, wasn't babysitting my Meridian. I probably supplied server 15. <laughs> I probably supplied server 15 with close to half a million ISO yesterday. I didn't mean to, all right? I didn't mean to. It just, I just kept getting popped. I got popped more yesterday than I have probably since the Meridian came out. Uh, I don't know, just, I guess, in between arcs, everybody was a little bit bored, everybody hunting a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I probably gave up half a million ISO yesterday, Big. 
Uh, it, it, was, it was not a good day for my Meridian yesterday. But uh, there are still reasons why I believe that overall that ship is good. But you're right. Takes time. How long, how much extra time did I spend yesterday sending my Meridian back out over and over and over again because I was bringing home 26K at a time? You know? T. Brem says half a million ISOs, one and a half loads. Not when you're getting hit 40 and 50 and 70 and 100 over at a time. And, and when, you know, I mean, I, I probably got popped yesterday, is probably five or six times. And it was never, it was never, you know, by 10,000. It was always 50, 70, 100, 120, all right? Just because I I didn't have time to pay attention. Didn't have time to watch, all right? So I agree, time is an issue. We need to to have a conversation with Scopely about the time spent because it it does feel like even when they said we need to uh, reduce the time spent in the game, it feels like it was less time than it is today. Gregor, you are a perfect example of a player who has played less because of real-life obligation. When you come into the game today, do you just dread your to-do list? I mean, what does your to-do list look like today compared to a year ago? Yeah, it's more. I mean, it's definitely more. You spend more time. I mean, Isogen itself was an add to data, was an add to your grind, was an add to the mining of resources. Uh, you still got to kill Swarm if you want your biotics. Uh, there's definitely a a lot of things to do. So, I mean, that's pretty much all I have time for is to do my dailies uh, and then maybe a little bit of time for event stuff. You know, Big, yesterday I noticed that that our alliance raided. And I, I, (laughs) this is embarrassing. I didn't have time to get there. I saw the raid, but it was late last night and I hadn't yet finished my dailies. Hadn't yet finished my to-do list. I didn't get to go raid last night. And it probably, really, at the end of the day, probably would have been more profitable for me to raid. I skipped the raid because I still had things like Swarm to do. And I still had, you know, I, I, I still had other things to do. I couldn't get it all done. You know? And, and raiding is definitely down. I know some people still do raiding, but, but we don't raid as much as we used to, Big. I know, I know a couple of our players do. I know, I know a couple do, but mm-hmm. we haven't seen big as an, alliance. as an alliance. Yesterday was the first time I saw, and and actually, crazy enough, we got two of them yesterday. But that was the first time I saw a big, huge, you know, whale cracked. Everybody come feed raid in in probably a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. That's the first time. That's even more, you know, because Ward mentioned you're raiding. He was like, how, why? And I just, you know, I was like, well, it's, you know, everything else was done. I had nothing to do. So I was like, hey, you know what? Let me go, you know, got, you know, got lucky, cracked the guy and, you know, he wasn't on and, you know, we were able to get 3 billion, you know, and in 50 minutes too, I wanted to get out the new, you know, test out the new miner, you know, with the bigger scoop. So that was, that was cool. It's over, uh, I think like 8.4 million per scoop so that was you know got to use a new miner but yeah no it it had been i'd say for me it had been months mostly because you know i'm just doing other things in the game we do other things we forget to come back to it yet let's talk about this how important is it for a level 15 or a level 20 today today how is important how important is it for those players to raid all right, Rev had to step out, but I, I, you say none. You say none. Why would you say none? You said level forty, right? 
no, level level fifteen. Sorry, oh, brand oh, spanking new, sorry. brand sorry, spanking new, yeah. brand spanking new. Nathan says I would argue, not with Battle Pass. You know what, Nathan? <laughs> I kind of agree with you. The Battle Pass gives inordinate amount of resources to younger level players, even to the point where they're not rating as much anymore. Dragon, Dragon, hang on, be ready. Dragon is a level 22 currently and has never rated. Oblivion says rating can be expensive and is too time-consuming considering the output. Rating is a dying thing. Yet, it was uber important three years ago. Go ahead, be ready. I have a friend who's a level 44 who actually started a second account on a different server. He actually is a level 14. He's like, I have so much resources from the events and mm -hmm. from other stuff. I don't think I ever need to raid. And we, when we were... When we were in our 20s and 30s, if we did not raid, you could not progress. There was the nowhere to go. You needed the resources. Yeah. Event payout uh, and battle pass has dramatically changed the need to raid in the teens and early 20s. All right. So, yeah, Optimus says raiding. So 2020, bro. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Between raiding uh, or between events and Battle Pass and, and the token system. All right. Captain Bob says, well, hey, let's give credit where credit is due. Has Scopely improved the economy? You bet you they have. You bet you they have. Okay. They, they have done it to the point where that particular piece of, of the game or that particular mechanic is now something that is not required. All right. It's not required. So uh, this... And I come back to full circle on the exocomps, and then we're going to open up the stage. I want you guys to ask your questions. This is Ask the Pod Day. You get a chance to ask a whale anything. All right? Uh, nickels and dimes. Nickels and dimes. This game is more about nickels and dimes today than it has ever been before. These exocomps, while a lot of players are saying, meh, it is exactly what it was designed to be. Nickels and dimes, and, and especially for a level 15 or a level 20. Listen, I get it. Players around you, if you're a level 20 player, players around you are going to say, meh. They're going to say the exocomps aren't worth it. Aren't worth what? Let me just ask somebody who says they're not worth it. Aren't worth what? Because you're paying nothing. Zero. You're not even having to do anything like it's not even a grind you don't have to mine you got to click a refine you have to take some crap officers and throw them in some away teams assignments to pick up some extra chips all right blokemon says but percentage based aren't they just as ineffective for them no sir no sir because the exocomps while they are additive and yes they do affect base you got to remember the law of diminishing returns okay they are going to have, mathematically, they are going to have a larger impact for players who have less research. Okay? Which is 1,000% why we have to be careful on this show of potentially tainting somebody's perspective of a feature that was clearly not designed for a level 50. 
All right. So, yeah, sure. Uh, Ragsnar says that an Ops 49, meh. Versus 25, eh, maybe better. May still be meh, but it's still something. And it's still free. And it's still something for nothing that requires no grind. Elias says at 29, still meh. Well, don't do them then. All right, that's your prerogative. But I'm here to tell for the younger players, you 15 through 20 through 25 level players, use these. Use them every day. Don't even limit yourself to one. I used five exocomps yesterday. Why, Big? Why did I use so damn many exocomps yesterday? Because the events have been giving me bukus of them. I mean, I got, I got loads of them. Let, let's, let's look here. And I'm using a lot, by the way. I'm using a bunch. Let me look here in my items tab. You guys look in your items tab too. Count the number of consumables you have. Now, over the last two days, I've been using a bunch, a bunch, and I still have 2, 4, 6, 8, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 21, 23, 24, 25, 27. I've got 27 in my inventory right now. I've paid zero. I've spent Zero. I have 27. Captain Taylor says, can you stack exocomps? The question is yes and no, Captain Taylor. All right. You can. At, at level five, you can use a galaxy. At level 15, you can use a station. At level 25, you can use a combat. Is that correct? That is correct. You can use a combat. Uh, at level 35... You can then use a second one from any one of those categories so long as they are not the exact same exocomp. So, for example, if I'm using a 50% mining, I can't use another 50% mining in the multifunction slot. Captain Taylor says, no, I'm referring more to like activating five 20% mining buffs at the same time. That cannot be done. The mining buffs take a slot. You've only got a finite number of slots. Okay, you've only got a finite number of slots. So, so uh, for example, D Agent says I've hardly hardly used any, and and I may ask D Agent why, why not? Because even in my case, at a level forty one, I said the mining one added five thousand to my mining rate. It only added five thousand, Gregor. That's worthless, right? <laughs> Meh. But you know what? I finished my mining about what five minutes faster, three minutes faster, whatever. You know, and again, nickels and dimes. We're talking, we're complaining about time in the game, but we do have a few things here that could actually save us maybe five minutes. And maybe it is only five minutes. Maybe it is only five minutes, but it's still five minutes that matters. It's still five minutes that, that count, that is an actual real tangible thing. All right, and Nathan, I'm with you. Imagine the conversation. Stevens Aaron, imagine the conversation if the exocomps were what we were scared of six months ago. What were we We were scared that they were going to be OP. We were scared that they were going to be easily monetizable and very whale-centric and that oh, yes. you know, the yes. whales could just buy them yeah. and just destroy everything. Yeah. Imagine the conversation if they came out and were exactly that. They aren't. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. They're, they're a lot more balanced than what we thought they were, or we're hoping they were. Well, Nathan. I think everybody is hoping that they will 
evolve into something more useful for all oh, levels. For sure. I don't disagree that that all levels could benefit from, as you described, Gregor, more laser-focused exocomps. And by the way, that meeting went really well. All right? They, they wrote down, by the way, I did even present. I Let me just say, I kid you not, I presented, Gregor, the idea of the Omega Particle exocomp. And, and I fully 100% ex- expected them to just cackle and laugh. The would atom you, bomb one? The atom bomb one, yeah. Would you, sure. not, would you not believe that they were like, oh my God, what a fantastic idea. Now, now, <laughs> now listen, again, we, we talked about it for like four or five more minutes. Again, feasibly, even tech-wise, probably can't exist. Right. They even explain, like they even went into the tech that would be involved to instantly reset a system. I mean, I'm not even kidding you. They actually thought about it for a second, Gregor, because they thought, man, what a what a cool mechanic that could be. How how cool would that be for for territory capture? For example, we talked about that on the show. That was their gut reaction. Man, that would change everything in territory capture. Sure would. But the and and again, tech doesn't exist. Okay, tech doesn't exist. So don't don't get your hopes up. All right, that they, they, they don't have the capability of of what they referred to as instantly resetting a system, wiping it clean. All right, that doesn't exist. However, how cool of an idea! And they were they were so interested in all of the exocomps that we that we brought up, including the atom bomb. They wrote every single one of them down. And, and we referred them back to the corresponding researches. You know, Gregor, like, hey, this one could be modeled after Jayla. This one could be modeled after Curon. This one could be modeled after 5 of 10. This one can be modeled after, after, after Hunter research. This one can be modeled after uh, uh, notoriety research. They took all the information. I am extremely hopeful that... We see exocomps continually iterated. I, man, I would, I'd be thrilled to death if that happened. One exocomp a month. That's, that's what I told him. I said, don't go crazy with it. One exocomp a month. Bring out something that's just one ounce better than the month before. You know, Gregor? It's like you were talking about with the quality of life. I mean, these could be the avenue, right? So I'm could, hoping. Could be. Could be. There's a lot of potential. I maintain what I said on day one about these exocomps. Maybe the ones that we got are not as groundbreaking as, as we would have liked. Maybe even they're a little bit generic. I think I can agree that they're more generic than I would have, uh, than I would have written myself. But I like the mechanic. I really like the mechanic. And, and the mechanic is Limitless. Limitless. Okay. I will say I like the uh, way missions where I get the Borg probes. That's pretty awesome. That's nice. That's a new one. That's it's a new actually one. a quality of life thing, right? Because you're getting five, six hundred thousand inactives, ten thousand or eighteen, ten to eighteen thousand actives. That's that's quality. Well, definitely based on ops. I don't get quite that many, but but yeah, it's about a day's refine for me. I did one the other day and got a day's refine, so that was nice. You know, uh, all I'm saying is you guys got to be a little bit more open minded. And I know I keep saying this and I know it's not popular and I know everybody disagrees. All right. Even Rev and I had a very spirited debate about exocomps the other day. He's he's with you guys. I fundamentally disagree. I think the exocomps are an amazing, 
mechanic. Can they be improved? Oh, for sure. But the mechanic itself, what's been introduced into the game, has redonkulous potential as long as Scopely uses it. But again, a game of nickels and dimes. And clearly and mathematically, Bubba, come to the stage. Bubba's fighting. <laughs> Bubba's like, amazing. Dude. All right. And, and I, I agree. Bubba, you've missed out on part of the conversation. All right. So, so we're going to have to get you caught up. But I, I caught this part. <laughs> the, the part that's important, right? But again, I maintain way more valuable with less research. Okay. For Bubba, for Big, for Gregor, I get it. Matt is totally appropriate. It might be even overstating it. Okay. But as we are doing today, Bubba, going back in time, hitting the 15s, hitting the 20s and the 25s, these are having mathematically more impact so guys just and so what i would say to a level 15 all right use them they're free use them and don't limit yourself to one day if you've got five of them and you can use them all in one day because you're going to be in game and you've got the screen time to invest do it you earn free ones every single day so use them up i what what's the point in me holding 27 i got 27 what's the point use them they will make them they will make you more efficient even if it's just five minutes at a time short says i have a level 25 account i don't think i've used a single one why why it's free and and even if it only saves you five minutes it's five minutes all right short says because 90 percent of my ships are out of dock all the time well that's okay that's okay you you know Use it you, when, you, when you do unload that one miner, do that. Heck, send, you know, maybe time it out so you can bring back a second miner. Send them both out at the same time. Ah, but now you got it. Short says, I can't remember to pop it before I go. And therein lies exactly what Handy said on the show the other day, which is the problem. Okay? It is new. It's an adjustment to our... To, to our uh, Agenda for the day. It's a new discipline to add in to the routine. Eden says, I also keep forgetting they're there. Same thing. Same thing. I, I, I do. And that's why I have forced myself. That's why I'm using more than one. Honest to God, guys, try to use more than one a day. Try to make yourself use three or four or five throughout the day. Because if you can do that, then at least you're more likely to remember at least once or twice a day. Get Oh, no. Yaya says you need an are you sure before you leave the station. No. <laughs> no. I leave the station way more than I want to activate, activate exocomps for sure. But if you do it more than once a day, then you're, you're now starting to get into that pattern. Okay? And Handy had it right. This is something we have to remember to use. We have to train ourselves on using it. And if you do, even if it's minuscule, it will improve your efficiency in one way, shape, or form. All right. Karkin <clears throat> says, got to be careful. They might end up being used in events. That's true. I don't say, I'm not going to say burn them all, but I mean, I got 27. I don't need to hold 27. I can't even use, I, I literally can't even use that many. You know, I mean, I can only use three a day. I'm still at 25. I can't, I can't use the multifunction slot yet. So, so, you know, maybe not burn them all, but there's a healthy balance. Use some. And yeah, I think Karkin's right. I think they'll be used in events. I think you'll see combat ones in, in types of hostile hunts. 
I think that you could see in, you know, power events or domination style events. You could see the, the galaxy ones or, or the station ones, I mean. Absolutely, I agree. All right, but at the same time, get yourself in the habit of using these things because they can improve things. They can. So, DJ. Yes. Uh, so, two things. I wasn't questioning that, you know, exocomps can't be useful. I was I was questioning the description of they are amazing. Like, the idea of the a mechanic, temporary buff the mechanic. useful. I said right. the mechanic. But the ones that we have are, yeah, the ones that we have are a little bit questionable. But I oh, think agreed. Wham... Wham made a really good point. I wanted to kind of draw attention to it. If they're already split up by level, right? You have to level up the building, which requires you to be a certain ops level. So they're already split up by level. Why couldn't the exocomps have said, okay, we want a level 15 to be able to add 50% to their damage. Well, what's their research? So we should give them an exocomp that can do this much extra damage. And you get to a level 40 and go, okay, well, level 40 has this much research. So their exocomp bonus is going to have to be this to be able to get to a 50% net damage increase. That's cool Whether idea. it's a damage increase or a warp increase or whatever. And it seems like that they they didn't attempt to do that. They just said, okay, we're going to pick big numbers and hopefully it's going to be relevant. And you're right. It's 100% more relevant or thousands of percent more relevant to a lower level, less research player than it is to someone who has most of their research done. But they could have done that. They could have looked at what a research person at someone at ops 40 has and said okay your bonus your requirements your your bonuses are already so high we have to make the exocomp even higher to be able to make it recognizable i don't i don't disagree with that i think that's a very valid point i'll add it to my report i think it's great ragsnar says in the in the voice chat and he's th he's showing isogen which is a little bit unfair ragsnar he says before and after example of the meh factor with the 75 percent mining buff on isogen. Now, the reason that you can't take that into account as much with isogen is because you're using a meridian. All right. And what does the meridian have? The meridian has a ship ability that is thousands of percent. And what do we know about ship ability? Ship ability is research. Okay. See, that is a really unfair, like, that is a totally biased example. Using it Don't on believe oxygen. it, Raxnar. DJ's trying to trick you. Those, that's math. That's math you're showing right there, and he hates that. <laughs> you dang on right. All right. That's a really bad one to show. You know what, though? You know what? Let's, let's use that. Where should you use a mining buff, players? <laughs> should you use it on data? No. Should you use it on latinum? No. Should you use it on dilithium if you're a younger level player? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> the answer is yes. Okay. The answer is yes. The, think about this. The lower the, lower the, the, the bonus, the lower the mining rate, the better it is. Andar says it is useful on data. It's about as useful as it is on isogen. <laughs> and it's about as useful as it is on latinum. Anything that has massive bonuses. Gator, you say parse steel. Uh, possibly, yes. Because there's not a lot of bonus for well, Parsteel. The base now now hang on, Stevens Aaron. Gator's right. Because the base yeah. value is why Parsteel is so fast. You say you're joking, but you're actually not wrong. If the base value is higher, okay, then it actually will have a larger impact. The thing that you have to watch out for are the bonuses, the research, the improvements. Okay. You know the 
you know, the last time I mined the lithium was during Fantasmic, and I probably would have used <laughs> the exocomp during that. <laughs> but I mean, like that would have been a useful exocomp time. I, it was I know, but, but percentages. look at the title of the show, guys. Okay, look at the title of the show. Ask the pod. Younger players, and, and I don't, listen, we're forgetting. We got to check ourselves here. There was a day every single one of you used an envoy in midnight. Okay, one hundred percent of you mined the lithium in this game at one time. All right. So if you're a younger level player and you got to mine the lithium, you ignore all this noise. They're teasing about I've never had to mine the lithium. Bull! You have mined the lithium. You just don't have to anymore, but you did. You did. TJ, I think. Another one that they need to work on is the protected cargo one. I think that one needs to be adjusted because really, uh, for the I would say for the majority of players, even younger players, um, by the time you know that that cargo that protected cargo bug or buff, sorry, is uh, is about three hours. In most cases, um, you probably can't mine to your protected cargo in three hours. You know, so I don't, I don't know if it's mm. necessarily like a benefit. Well, you know, if, if all right, let's re- cargos, let's revisit yeah. the let's revisit the mechanic of the galaxy mining exocomps. Okay, you have to be docked in order to activate it. You have to, if you stay in space, it stays good. All right, it stays good. So even if the exocomp does expire. It stays good until one of two things happens. If you press the recall button, which is weird, but I don't know. Raxnar, you help me figure that out. It's a freaking weird mechanic. Don't know why. You press the recall button, it kills your buff if the timer is out. So pressing the recall button, as far as Scopely is concerned, may as well be the act of docking. It's kind of weird, but that's how it is. Okay. So you move it from one node to another... You it keep will it. Still, you still stay relevant. If hold on, here, there's one more thing that we found even yesterday. Raxnar, tell me if you haven't observed this. You say moving node to node. I actually lost my buff yesterday. If I zeroed the node, and I think you had even said to me, you had even told me uh, when we were doing our experimentation that day that you know it's weird because when I've reset nodes before, I've lost territory capture buffs. Um. I think I think that if you reset the node, it also may potentially do it. So I would encourage testing on this, all right, because I haven't 1,000% nailed it down, but I did. I was out. I had actually, what I had done, Raxnar, I'll tell you what I did so you can duplicate it. I was going to extend my mining buff. So when there was 15 or 20 minutes left on my buff, I recalled, and then I unloaded, so I could go back out. And my ship left dock with about six minutes left on the timer. All right? I got to the node. Actually, I'd forgotten a minute. I, I, I had gotten a call or whatever, stepped away. When I came back, my buff was gone, but my ship did still have the buff. Okay? So I didn't have to be back on the node. I just had to be in space. So I sat on a node, but... I sat back on the same node, Raxnar. There was only like fifteen or 20,000 left. 
when I reset that node, I lost my buff. So I would encourage you guys to tinker with this a little bit. I think, and yes, we have proven, Big, that you can move node to node. But even Raxnar, when you and I did your testing that day, we didn't zero it because we just sat on the node for like two minutes and then we, we, were, trying to, we were trying to break it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, we summonsed, uh, we warped, we impulsed, we moved, we've warped to a different system, and that's when we determined the act of recall for intents and purposes of the buffs is the same as the act of dock. If you press the recall, even if you cancel, you press the recall, you'll lose your buff if it's expired. I believe it's the same if you have to reset the node. So what do you do, Gregor? You move off of it before it gets node. to zero. Yeah, move sure. off of it when it's got 100 and go find another full node. So big, to your point, the protected cargo, obviously, sure, could have better timers. They could all have better timers, but players right. can use the mechanics of the game as they exist I long ago, I, I was actually talking to IJ about this last night. Long ago, I stopped passing judgment right. on, on spirit of mechanics. Right, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to tell you how to do it. Y'all can use it if you want. Protected cargo buff, just like mining speed buff, will remain good after the timer expires. As long as you have unloaded and gotten back into space, don't press the recall button, and maybe now I can also add, don't let your node zero. Don't let your node zero. I think, and, I, and again, I'm not 1,000% sure on this. Raxnar apparently is testing right now. I think that if you move off of that node before it gets to zero, then you will keep your, your mining buff, and that includes protected cargo. Dekic says, has testing been done on the XP buff? Yes. I did it myself. XP buff works amazing, and it is spot on. Do keep in mind it's not a net 500% because there is a little bit of, of XP research, not a ton, but there is a little bit of XP research. But, yeah, no, it works amazing. Works great. Okay. Yeah, T. Bram says, you know, that's, that's a tough one. I get annoyed scanning around trying to find a node, and everything only has five or ten minutes left. <laughs> common courtesy says resets nodes before you leave them actually t bram funny funny side note sometimes just to mess with people i'll leave like a thousand you know or 500 like like enough that where you don't want to sit and watch it like if it's 40 seconds left somebody well, will sit you're and... one of those people <laughs> okay. i've done it i've done it <laughs> i've done it sorry <laughs> I want to add something about the XP buff. Go ahead. <laughs> um, it expires as the time expires. Your ship doesn't have to come back, by the way. Yes. It doesn't have to redock. Correct. Yeah, well, here's the thing. If you're grinding XP, chances are you're going to eventually die. Chances are you're going to eventually so even die. Before, but if it expires, you don't have to die. It, it stops working the minute the... Oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course, of course. Uh, that one... Hang on a second. So the XP one does, uh, does stop working in real time because the XP one is, oh, does it really now? Yes, it does. I have to admit, I, I did it and it definitely... I, See, I, 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 I probably didn't notice that because I, I probably would have died. That's interesting because that's a Galaxy one. Hmm... See, it is, it is obviously, it, and, and you know, to somebody who said a minute ago, 
It would be nice if Scopely told us this stuff. You know, I've said this, and I know jokingly, I think Big agrees. There, Listen, there are a lot of things that, that an individual, that a one person, even if they work at Scopely, there's a lot of things that, that people don't know. We don't know it all. Big, I would consider us, Bull, Captain Bull, uh, Stevens Aaron, Gregor, to be fair, and I'm not tooting my own horn, Rev Deuce, I would consider us to be experts of the game. Okay, I, I would. I, I'm sorry if that maybe offends somebody. I would consider myself an expert on the game. I don't know everything. <laughs> you are. Sure. I don't know everything. All right? So so I don't find it impossible to acknowledge that, that Scopely doesn't always know everything when, when we're dealing with the individuals, the humans that we deal with. Uh, that being said, that is a little bit disappointing on the ship XP one because, you know, Galaxy ones they said had to be docked or redocked, so, you know, whatever. So, okay, there you go. For players using ship XP, uh, heads up, the XP one will expire in real time. What does that mean, V-Ready? Technically, technically, the ship XP one should be categorized as a combat exocom. Technically. It's not, but it should be if they're going to use that mechanic. Uh, Raxnar has sent the message. Uh, you know what, Jayberg? I'll go with that. Jayberg says, DJ's expert-ish. Ripper is probably the one true expert. That's, that's probably true. <laughs> that's probably absolutely true. Let me, let me ask a weird, weird question. Why, why do nodes have caps? Why do nodes have what now? Caps, like limits. Like finite resources associated. Like well, just keep on mining it. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> that would be a that would be a an, an ROE changer for sure. <laughs> if you were gonna make infinite nodes, oh my goodness gracious, that that would well, be. Well, I mean, your cargo's not infinite. But <laughs> no, protected cargo's not infinite. No, but you you are gonna eliminate the ability to hit zeros. You know, so some people gonna get upset about that. Yeah, IJ well, says. But I mean, you're right. You wouldn't be hitting zeros. You'd be hitting more OPC. Arguable. Would it, would it be more? I mean, maybe. It, it, probably. I guess I could even say probably. Well, but your frequen frequency of hits, zero. Frequency of hits <laughs> yeah. would, be, would be less because protected cargo, again, is vastly more than it used to be. Vastly. You know, so back in, back in the younger days, I could, I could see, you know, I could see that, which is kind of the way Scopely originally designed it. The lower space has smaller capacity nodes. So I don't I don't know that is that is interesting that is interesting all right and I I, I kind of I actually kind of like the idea I don't know if that is I don't know if that's I, even I don't possible. I don't think it actually changes the game to be honest like if you're gonna be zero you're gonna just continue mining until you go PC and somebody hits you anyways so but doesn't really change the game I don't think. that would put a lot and more emphasis on protected cargo research, upgrading your miners. I mean, there'd, there'd be a lot more. There certainly could be a lot more importance on that, potentially. You're already gated on refining, so you could have all of the resources in the world, and it's not going to matter. And would, and would that actually, could that, I actually really like that idea. Could that actually, in and of itself, potentially reduce a little screen time? At least you're not having to log in to refresh. Now, let me ask you, do you use that mechanic Across the board, you do it for data. 
Do you do it for you do it for Latinum? Do you do it for ISO? I mean, did, I mean, you're you're all cargo limited on data and and do you feel Latinum? And, do you feel that players would intentionally slow mine? Intentionally slow mine if they knew that they didn't have they to reset a note. Do that though. They already slow mine anyways. Like that's a that's an overnight tactic, right? Put out a botany bay on lap. Put out a botany. But bay some people, some people are maybe a little bit more flexible with their rules of engagement to where you would clear a slow miner. You know, if I me, yeah. if I warp into a system and I see a botany bay on G three uh, and I need a G three node, then that one's gonna die. Same thing well, on Latinum. You, you've already you've already solved it then. Even if somebody slow mines, you're just gonna blow them up anyways because you're they're using a slow ship. I guess that's true. That is a that's actually a really cool idea. To be honest with you, I like it. I don't know if the tech exists for that, but I'll certainly bring it up. That's I think that would be a phenomenal QOL and and probably time saver. Now, well, play, you, you know what? At least play. make nodes a million. <laughs> well, Yaya says, I like it, more OPC. Now, let's talk about yeah. how that would relate to the Meridian. How many people, Bubba Joe included, okay? Uh, Handy and Nona over on 34, since all the, all the attention's on them over the last few days. Uh, how about these alliances that are not fans of OPC hunting? You know? Hmm. If you I, if you put that much not, extra cargo, be, they may not be fans of it, but I'm sure Bubble Bubba, are you saying people don't hit OPC on the server? Your server? He says he hates using the Meridian. Bubba stepped out of voice. He said he hates oh. using the Meridian because he has an inordinate number of hunters on his alliance, so or, uh, in his server. So he can't use his Meridian without eyes on because he gets hit near constantly. So. You know, and, well, and let me that and, doesn't change that though. I think, I don't think. Let me be fair. Let me be fair, and then we're gonna take our first break because we gotta we gotta move along. Actually, I have to do a slightly shorter show today. I gotta pick Oliver up at five thirty. Um, let's be fair. Nona, for example. All right, I know I keep singling them out because I feel like Handy's a great guy and he can probably take it. They are 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 changing their policy on OPC hits right now because of Meridian. Now, if you take it, we we say, well, OPC's OPC. OPC's OPC. The game warns you mining's dangerous. Blah, blah, blah. OPC's OPC. Doesn't matter. Kill him, kill him, kill him. Yeah, okay, that's your gameplay style. But just like I said, you know, on, on even our after party, there is not a single person here, not me, not Gregor, V-Ready, Big, you, Handy, Nona, or anybody else that has any right to tell anybody else how to play. You can play your way. I fully support your right to play your way. You want to hunt the overcargo? So be it. I also support Handy's right to play his way, which is to retaliate on you if you kill his overcargo. See what I'm saying? I, I, uh, I would defend both of their rights. I may personally agree that OPC's OPC. Personally, but fundamentally, as a content creator, as a representative of Scopely, where there is no ROE, I will fully 100% endorse anybody's right to play how they want. JD7 says it, don't, says it right there. Don't tell me how to play the game. I agree. All right. I would say to you, JD7, if you kill, it, kill the overcargo, 
then I would say to Handy, if you want to go kill him for killing your overcargo, JD7, if, if Handy says to you, listen, I'm not going to say don't kill our cargo, but if you do, we're going to war you, then you have a choice to make. Do I want to risk it? Is the biscuit worth the risk? Get. <laughs> See what I'm saying? No, I don't know if that worked. That did not work. <laughs> that didn't work at all. Uh, I'm thinking about Triscuits. I know. So. Oh, that's what I should have gone with right there. Tr- <laughs> thank you for that. All right. All I'm saying is nobody can tell anybody else, and I'm a big, big proponent of that. All right. Handy has all the right in the world to war somebody over hitting over cargo, even if that sounds ludicrous to you. That Well, Captain Planet, he is saying, don't kill our OPC. That's not exactly what he's saying. He's saying, kill our OPC at your own risk. You know what I'm saying? That's what he's saying. Don't kill our OPC or we will respond. No, yeah, yeah. That to me is not dictating others' gameplay in any way, shape, or form. He's giving players a warning. He's giving players a choice. You can come after our overcargo. Action consequence. Yeah, action consequence. You can come after our overcargo, but know that if you do, this is the resulting action that we will take within our choice of play style that will be to target you. Swagger says, What's the consequence? Basically, and, and this is, it's fascinating to me how on a totally different server, Server 34 has been like the, the galaxy central focus over the last 10 days. On Alliance has totally flipped the script. They have come out and said, if you hit our overcargo in TC, they're talking specifically Meridians and specifically Isogen, they're flipping the script on their server. And, and has even said, we have always played OPC as OPC. We acknowledge that. We know. But, but like I said in the beginning, I need 1.8 million a day. Some other players, V-Ready, don't, didn't you say you needed even more? Isn't your chest cost even higher at the higher levels? My three-star alone costs 1.5. Yeah, there you go. So the three-star alone's 1.5. Mine's 1.8 total. The higher you level up, the more ISO you need. So those players are saying, listen, we want to enjoy the benefits of our Meridians. We paid for it. We want to use them, all right? And, and even though they have a low overcargo, they are now choosing as a team to come together and say, hey, listen, this is going to be unpopular. People are going to fight us. People are going to war us. Do we care? They agreed no. They came out and said, listen, fair warning to our server. If you hit our overcargo in our territory, we will deter that behavior in the future. Gregor, you have come on this show many months ago, maybe even over a year ago, and have expressed a similar concept. If you mess with me, I carry a pretty daggone big stick. I will make sure that you learn your lesson. Right, Gregor? You've said that before. For sure, yeah. Absolutely. It's defending their territory in a sense. But then those people often complain later, like something is somebody doesn't want to play by an ROE. And so then the people that do want to play by a particular ROE come together and, I don't know, shut them out of territories. Then they go up in arms and say, you can't shut us out of territories. That's not fair. Well, Well, sure. Hey, you know what? That's why it's so fascinating. That's why it's so crazy. Because 34 is involved in in some some big things right now. They (laughs) They are front and center on row versus right to play your way. Like, that's honest to God. That's the debate. 
the server accepted ROE versus my rights as a player of this game. You know, so so yeah, there's war. Things are happening over there. And who's going to win? I don't know. Maybe it won't be Nona. Maybe, Gregor, the rest of the server bands together, shuts them down, makes it those they can't mine, they can't do the refines. Maybe Nona is going to have to refine their gameplay. Or maybe they've got the power to inflict their will. Who knows? We are watching it unfold, and it's fascinating. Fascinating to me. So, yes, players have the right. Gregor has said it before. It, you know, if you do something to me I don't like, I, I feel like... I carry a big enough stick that I can deter that behavior in the future. That's what Nona is trying to do. We shall see how it pans out. All right? It's, it's kind of fascinating. But the one thing that we can all agree on is that no single person in this room or in Nona or in the warring elections, uh, factions or anybody else, nobody has the right to judge Nobody has the right to pass judgment on your choices. I will say this, though. The person that takes the action is forcing another person to participate in their play style. So if you go around hitting OPC, you're not giving that person an option to not do that, to not participate. So Fair that's enough. just the way it is. Like that's, Absolutely. And you can say, well, no, 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 but it's allowed in the game. Sure, but you're making the choice for another player. That's, that's the reality. Well, and you know what else is allowed in the game? Hitting under cap uh, miners. <laughs> That's allowed in the game yeah, too. Sure. You know, sure. so oh, so you know, you got to be careful just because a group of players has decided on on how, you know, a server should be played doesn't mean that there won't be that outlier, that outlier alliance or that outlier player that says, "Uh-uh. No, I've paid money in this game. I'm going to pay play how I want to play." You know, so anyway, didn't mean to kind of get into that particular conversation, but but the point is, uh, there, the we were talking about the exocomps. How did we go all the way out there? All right, oh, you messed it up somehow. <laughs> Woo! Something about biscuits. Dang on! All right. Bottom line is, uh, oh, that's because Big was talking about the overprotected cargo. By the way, just very quickly, let's let's wrap up this, and I got to take our first break. Raxnar has now confirmed. If you re- if the node hits zero, it also kills your buff. So uh, leave, leave 10 on it for the next guy. <laughs> you guys see, I, I've been preserving my, uh, preserving my exocomps this whole time. Um, <laughs> if, if you want to keep your buff, then don't let the node zero, okay? Uh, there you go. Don't let the node zero. Karkin says that needs to be fixed. Uh, this is how it works. I'll certainly report it. I- I'm happy to report it, but nonetheless, this is how it works. This is how it is, so now you know. If you want to extend your buff, be it mining speed or protected, don't recall, don't die, don't zero a node. There we go. Okay? Teaching is what we're trying to do today. The show is Ask the Pod. You got a question for a whale, you got a question for a dolphin, a free-to-play, you got a question for the podcast, bring it in. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We'll return in a moment. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Spick and Spank, the floor cleaner that's kind of kinky. And now, great moments in presidential history. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. 
Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. I am, uh, I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental fit, my physical as well as my mental fit, fitness. Introducing Instagram. Instagram. By Calvin Klein. A fragrance so good, it's impossible to believe. Hold the camera higher so it makes my face look smaller. One whiff will have everyone clicking like. I'm going to Photoshop my butt so it looks rounder. With dozens of specialized filters, everyone will want to roll in your story. My eyes look more blue if I change the exposure and brighten the background a bit. Bold. I want to get more likes on this than any pic I've taken. Fearless. I'll stand on the edge of the cliff. Fraudulent. All I need now are two lights and some airbrushing, and this'll look great. Instagram by Calvin Klein. It's the great. Because a picture is worth a thousand edits. Welcome in to Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Uh, this is Talking Trek Live, and I'd like to welcome you guys all uh, here to the show as we enter into our second hour and, uh, and get ready to, uh, to, to drive towards the end of the show here. Uh, I'd like to uh, welcome our panelists, uh, our panel of guests here today, Big Country, Gregor, V-Ready, Stevens, Aaron, and Hal 9000 are with us here today. And uh, I uh, wanted to uh, take a couple of minutes as we uh, talk about, yes, we did, in fact, delay the grading of this arc. As you have heard, Bubba has been able to pop in for a moment or two. He was largely unavailable today, uh, hasn't had a chance to evaluate everything. Big Country and I are still looking at things, still evaluating things. Um, And uh, Gregor didn't even have a chance to follow up with you on your grade for the arc, but uh, we'll do so hopefully by Sunday. Uh, That being said, what we are doing today is just straight up Q&A and education, all right? 
Uh, you got questions about mechanics. We're going to try to find the answers. So far, we've talked about Cosmic Cleanup. We've talked about the new player experience. We've talked about uh, progression in the game in the teens and 20s. We've talked about exocomps and how maybe they truthfully uh, are better for the younger players. I uh, want to draw attention to a comment in the chat here a few minutes ago uh, from Talking Trek contributor Wambulance, who says, you know, I feel like there's got to be, and actually Bubba said the same thing, uh, or, or uh, maybe maybe it was Gregor said the same thing. There should be, actually it was Big, sorry, I'm, I'm thinking back as I'm trying to recall. Big said it would have been nice if they found, a, no, it was Gregor. <laughs> I don't know, I'll tell it again, and then you guys can sort it out. Would there not be a great way to scale these so that, so that, Lower-level players and higher-level higher players alike can be excited about a feature. If you want to balance the game, do it by economy of scale. Don't try to sell a mechanic that only helps lower players because all you do is piss off higher players. Allow us all to be excited about new content that comes into the game and not be forced to swallow a mechanically crappy pill of doo-doo. Make the exocomps pay better by bracket. That is is in on the surface it sounds great but again if you make the exocomps more valuable at a higher level then you're doing exactly in, in my opinion it's just my opinion you're doing exactly what we were scared of in the beginning which is giving the vips massive advantages while it's minuscule advantages for lower level players just got to be careful with that you know because the, the research levels are different for everybody. Net effects are going to be different. I mean, here's the thing. Arguably, if you had one big country, or Gregor, if you had a, an exocomp that gives you a 15% net return, and then we scale an exocomp to give a level 15 a 15% net return, we are literally, at the end of the day, giving the free-to-play less. You know what I'm saying? So, you are, but... Remember they banded the they've banded the consumable use. So like you know, you have to have they've a level banded, 25. They've banded yeah. the consumable uh acquisition. Yeah, oh you're right, you're right. They banned the consumable acquisition, but if they'd abandoned the use, then like where you know, four star was for forties and three star was for thirties and two stars was for twenties, whatever, then they could have like done that given given a edge to the lower players to get up faster. Okay. Very good. Very good. While he does that, I'm going to talk about the Enterprise. So we've already found out that the 1701D is coming out. It's going to be a, a three-hybrid ship. So the first three levels are going to be three-star. What are you talking about? Three-star mats. Shut up. Don't ruin it. The next six levels are going to be four-star. Uh -huh. Use four-star materials. Okay. And the last three levels to take it to 12 are going to be five-star guys mm -hmm. to use five-star materials. Everybody's going to get to use the Enterprise D. Okay. All the way from your 30s to 50. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be amazing. Yeah. There goes the troll master. There you go. Troll, troll master. <laughs> Romulus. Why am I trolling? It's a beautiful idea. They should adopt it. Actually, to be perfectly frank with you, I do love the idea. The trolling piece of this is... Well, what we know is what's definitely coming, community. Because uh, I gotta be honest with you, they have not—they have not said nothing to me about the Enterprise D. Um, but if you recall, when TNG was first introduced, they also hid that from the content creators, like all of us. 
right? How? Like, nobody had no moderators, no NDA. Like, they kept it so close to the vest. They didn't tell us nothing until, like, the day before. So, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it could still happen, I guess, but I doubt it. Actually, I can't say I doubt it. I really don't know. They've kept secrets from us before. Oh, that wouldn't be amazing, Locutus. What if you had to get the Sarko to tier 12 and, like, the Franklin A, you had to scrap it to get the BPs for the Enterprise D? Like, take the Sarko all the way up to 12, scrap it, BPs for Enterprise D, totally free, so everybody's happy because it's free, and then build the Enterprise D. It is not free to get a Sarko to tier 12, dude. Free. Free BPs. <laughs> You're paying attention to the details too much. Free blueprints. <laughs> too much detail. Ask the Pod is the name of the show today where we're allowing the community to ask their questions of more experienced players. Whether you're a newbie, you're a level 15, level 25, even a level 30 coming into the game who have been, who's been here for maybe six months uh, or uh, not as long as, say, Steven Zaren, who's been here even longer than the three-year mark because he was a beta player. Uh, and was out before Global Launch. Steven Zarin, you said you've been playing since, what, August? of That was 18, right? August of 18. So Yeah, uh, July. July. Oh, happy three-year Ju- anniversary. Happy three-year yes. anniversary. <laughs> uh, there you go. Wraithstar. Wraithstar says, uh, hey, I've been trying to ask the pod. I got a question. I may have missed it, my friend, during our break. Uh, if you could. Uh, oh, here it is. You sent it to me in PM. Here we go. All right, he writes... While experimenting with crews, I activated an 80% uh, three-star exocomp for damage. It worked for one battle, but then disappeared. Is it because I recalled to repair? You're talking about recalling nullifying the exo. I've been trying to get a response on the talk. But to no avail. Um, They're supposed to last an hour. So combat ones do last an hour. They do not require. As a matter of fact, a combat one, you actually do get the benefit of... Uh, launching it even if your ship is in space. Now, that's what they said. My experience with the combat ones is a little bit more limited. First of all, Raxnar, can we confirm that activating an exocomp in space will, in fact, go into effect without having to redock? We do know that for sure, right? We know that much. Okay? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, That said, if you only killed one battle and then it disappeared that is more curious right when you say it disappeared what do you mean did it disappear out of your exocomp listing or are you thinking that you didn't see the benefit after that because crazy enough and we have talked about this sadly 80 percent damage is actually a really super small amount of damage (laughs) unless you know depending on the ship you're using so wraith let's actually break it out what ship did you use all right, because I'll be able to tell you mathematically what the the increase is that you should have gotten, and how I'm going to do that is demonstrate the actual process. So, if you would like to follow along, community at stfc.space, open up a browser window and open stfc.space. We are going to go to the ship section while we're waiting on Wraith to tell us what he used. He did use an 80% exocomp. All right, used an 80% exocomp. So, and again, as we've discussed, Gregor, these are impacting the base values. So, Wraith, I'm still waiting on your waiting on your ship. All right, ships, my D4 against his end. So he used a D4. 
Now, uh, Wraith, I need you to respond quicker, please. Uh, what tier is your ship? All right, or or what version are your weapons? Are they Mark Three? Are they Mark Six? All right, so he's using Mark Six weapons. Mark Six weapons, which means, okay, and this is going to be tough, guys. We we talked about this. Even Jonathan Ingram pointed out, you know, it may be a good bonus, but because of the ranges in Min Max, it's really hard to see. All right, so for example, on your kinetic weapon, there, Wraith. Your minimum is 28 and a half. Your maximum is 34. Let's call that an average of what? Say, Gregor, you want to say 32? All right. 32,000 is the average of your min-max on a Mark VI kinetic cannon of a D4, which means that each of your kinetic shots is going to give you approximately a 25,000 increase, Wraith. All right. Now, because you've got a min-max range there, all right? It's easy to lose that. Gregor has described it as being getting lost in the noise, getting lost in the static. It's easy to lose, but that's the benefit that you would get is roughly, roughly 25,000, okay? And I'm not trying to get nerdy math on it, but that's the amount of damage increase on a Mark VI weapon of a D4. That's what you're getting, roughly 25,000 per shot. All right, so it may be difficult to see that in a battle log. That said, the exocomp should still be listed, uh, should, you know, show up. If you say it disappeared, then there's another problem. Maybe, you know, somehow time ran out or you accidentally deleted it or you accidentally activated something else in its place or whatever. There's a couple of different ways that could have happened. But if you're saying that the effect disappeared. I can't see the effect. Well, that's because the effect is going to be hard to see, ain't it, Gregor? <laughs> 25,000, you know, bit. added to the end after all the research and everything else gets added. It's, it's tough to see that. All right. Uh, it can be. All right. Uh, Wraith uh, says, I critted all six rounds, 1.2 million average. See, there you go. If, you're, if, if, if your shot is 1.2 million, how likely are you to see 25,000 added, you see. Now, 25,000 is valid. It is going to add up. It is going to be cumulative, yada, yada, yada. But agreed, you know, 25,000 when you're throwing a 1 million shot. That's going to be real hard to see, okay? It's going to be real hard to see. Thank you for your question, Wraith. Uh, I'd like to invite Paul to the stage. Paul is on the stage. He's got a question for Ask the Pod. Paul, uh, welcome to Talking Trek. What's your question? The question is, I got, I got a little bit, a bit of problem. So, so in the full cargo, so, so in my mind, did is if someone if someone is trying to to attack my ship, so, so but so is that right, or or, or I got I need to do better. Paul, um, say your question again. I'm having a little bit of trouble with your question. Something you got hit. Someone attacked your ship, and what? Yes. And what happened? Uh, he, he he shot me out of out of my mind dead because I lose my service ship. So it, it is the problem. Is I already got real problems in my ship a lot, so I can't do anything I can. So, I need help. So, I I don't know I I don't know how to do. 
So I haven't got I haven't got any ships left to do. Oh, you, so, so I think I think what he's saying is somebody blew up his survey and he needs to repair it. Like it got blown up. It's probably sitting in his dock if he doesn't have other ships. You probably need to repair it from the sounds of it. Yeah, absolutely. And and a great question from from a newer player. We appreciate you, Paul, for being here. So if, if somebody does destroy your ship, okay, then it is basically not in a state to be able to fly. It can't be it can't be played with again until that ship is repaired. Now, there are a couple of repair currencies, uh, for example, titanium, dilithium, uh, that you have to have on hand. Uh, hopefully you do. If you do not then you either have to use a different ship to go ground a few hostiles to pick that up, or you'll have to wait on your generators. Or potentially you could redeem a token if you happen to have some tokens there. Uh, if you've got you know, the available resources in your warehouse, then you can use that. What you would do is you just uh, click on that ship slot where the ship is damaged. All right, You're going to click on that ship slot, you click repair ship. Now, it's also going to throw a timer on there, Paul. And uh, that is the amount of time that you kind of have to wait before you're allowed to use your ship again. However, this game also sources something called speed-ups. Those speed-ups, uh, in this form, repair speed-ups, will allow you to fast-track that process. They give speed-ups out in your dailies. They do give them out in, uh, in some forms of rewards and things like that in some early missions. So if you've been able to amass and save some of those speed-ups, then you're going to be able to use those to fast-track the repair of your ship. However, don't forget, uh, the last five minutes... The last five minutes uh, is always free, all right? So if you've got a 10-minute timer, you don't necessarily need to use a 10-minute speed-up. You could use a five because the last five minutes will always be free. Paul, thank you for your question. Appreciate you listening to Talking Trek. And uh, I want to welcome him and all players like him. Very new to the game, very uh, interested and curious about mechanics and moving forward in the game. And that is uh, one thing that we are going to remain committed to. Thank you to Wicked Witch and Trek and Chick, uh, who, and even Stevens Aaron, who have, who have been continually spanking me in the back office uh, to remind me to, to touch base down into the teens and 20s. Um, I continually disobey because I enjoy the spankings. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Stevens Aaron. Uh, anywho. All right. Yes, uh, you do. Yes, I know. You're right. It's, that, you know, listen, when I was thinking about making a joke about that, it sounded better in my head. Now that I say it out loud, like, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of a creep. Right? Kind of a creep. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, I do want to give this quick update uh, very, very quickly. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. Uh, I do want to give a quick update uh, from Scopely on the PC mod. All right. We've been having our meetings. Things have been progressing, been going very, very well. Uh, and, uh, we, we have had a couple of meetings. It's been a little bit tougher this week. I've been doing some, uh, some meeting and some prep work and kind of laying the groundwork. Ripper, of course, is out of town on a business trip this week. So, uh, we've had a little bit less uh, time together as we've been trying to work through this. However, <clears throat> throughout all of these conversations with Scopely, they have asked us to reinforce a couple of things. A, as we said on the last show, uh, Ripper is, is communicating near constant with Scopely, okay? So let me be very, very clear in what they have requested uh, us to, to uh, reinforce to you guys, which is not against my will, 
Okay, like they're not bending my arm on this. I said it during the last show. I'm going to say it again now. Modding is not something that anybody in the community should be doing. Okay, you guys should not be doing it. It is against the terms of service. Okay, any kind of modding, even promoting the mod, even what I'm doing is against the TOS. Okay, any kind of modding is completely against the terms of service. It is an at your own risk, even using Ripper's mod is at your own risk. There is at this time, aside from anything that I've said, all right, aside from anything that I've said about talking with Scopely or this or that, there is no official endorsement or encouragement of modding the client from Scopely at this time, all right? And that makes absolute sense, all right? Obviously, they haven't seen Ripper's code yet. They haven't torn it apart. They haven't QA'd it. They haven't, they haven't examined anything, okay? So absolutely, 100%, their position at this time is don't do it. It's a violation of TOS, and sanctions may occur, all right? That being said, we are continuing our conversations with Scopely. We feel good. Uh, we feel optimism. And we feel uh, a lot of uh, a lot of good can come from this project. If you know whether or not they actually end up using Ripper's code, nonetheless, I feel like it's been a good motivational thing, and it's and it's been a good thing to to highlight some areas that the community has been fussing about, and the community wants, and the community wants to see fixed. And and I am optimistic that we see those things. Okay, but I do want to be. Very, very clear, okay? Mods of any kind from anybody are not officially endorsed. If you are using this mod, it is doing so at your own risk. And be aware that it is against the TOS to, to mod Scopely property, okay? Uh, I want to be very, very clear about that, and I, and I think that we have been. I think that, that we said all of that stuff exactly that way on the last show. So I, I just want to make sure that everybody's completely aware. As we said on the last show, uh, just like I'm saying right now, using this mod, changing your game settings, uh, causing yourself to be raided while you're in the game will not result in any sympathy in any way, shape, or form from anybody involved, including Scopely. Okay? They ain't going to do it. All right? Um, <clears throat> Stevens Aaron writes this, and, and I would like to actually read this. I think this is fantastic. Ripper has built trust uh, with working on game things and a three-year reputation with Scopely. It's something that in any other situation, or if it was anyone else that did this, then it would not be okay. But because it's Ripper, they might actually be willing to have a conversation. All right? It's not something at this stage Scopely's going to come right out and say they can endorse or authorize because, hell, they haven't seen it. All right. And if Scopely had said absolutely not, of course, we would have complied. All right. The, the purpose of this wasn't even ever really to release it publicly. It was just a project to see if, if we could actually fix a couple of things. And now that, that it has, we're just going to pass that information along like we always have. Just like when Curon got messed up, when Protected Cargo got messed up, when Mackinnon was messed up. We tinker, we figure it out. We send it in. This ain't no different. All right? So at this time, I just want to be very clear, okay, very clear that, that using this is as an alpha tester, as I said the other day. You're an alpha tester. 
uh, and it is at your own risk. No pay, no uh, <laughs> reimbursement, and no compensation will be issued. This is use at your own risk. Being aware that at this time, officially, Scopely has not released it within their client. Okay, not been enough time. So you guys uh, just be aware of that. In the meantime, it is available. You can find it from any one of thousands of players who have already downloaded if you want to do it. But do be aware that this is on you. Okay? Be very careful. And even I said on the last show, I I said this. This was probably one of the biggest things, Gregor. Um, Oh, Gregor dipped out. This is one of the biggest things, uh, Big Country, that, that I pointed out. One of the most dangerous things in his mod are these banners. I know we have all complained about banners, <laughs> right? We've all said it, but I'm here to tell you, you may not want to turn them all off. <laughs> Dial M says, let the banners stay dead. Woo, I don't know. I tell you, there's, there's a couple banners that you may not want to turn off, all right? I legit was getting my base humped the other day because I had them off. So just just throwing that out there, all right? It, that, that's a dangerous one. I would not. I would not recommend that, uh, that you do that. Uh, that being said, uh, for those of you who are asking, I did just uh, yesterday ask Ripper if he put on the counter. Stevens Aaron, we asked him to, do, to put on the counter. I said, I want to know how many people have downloaded. I want to see the counter. He told me that he did not create an actual counter, but that he has not yet, but he could go in and see how many times the file has been called from his server. So uh, we don't have that yet, and of course he's out of town, but uh, we should be able to actually determine how many times that file has been downloaded, even though he didn't actually create like an actual counter for, for a website or anything. So uh, yeah, man, digging into them Google Analytics. <laughs> we'll, say, well, I don't know. Can you have Google Analytics on an AWS server? Is that how that works? I don't even know. Uh, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think, does Google play well with Amazon? I don't know. Uh, nonetheless, uh, we, should, <laughs> we should be able to tell you that. And, of course, Ripper said it on the air. He said, I'm not – I don't care. He's like, if one person downloaded it, I don't care. It wasn't ever meant, you know, because Ripper's Ripper. He said, I don't care how many people downloaded it. But I am curious. I would very much like to see. And I bet it's, I bet it's a lot. I bet it's a lot of people. All right. Um, a Deal says it's hint time. I agree. I've got to to bounce here in the next few minutes. So hint time uh, is here. Uh, You know what? Before I do that, I will very quickly. I'm going to address this super quick. Um, And I didn't even put it in the show teaser, but I do want to point this out. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever, first time ever, packs were released to acquire G4 ship BPs. Now, crazy to me, Reception on this has been very, very mixed. Okay? Like, extremely mixed. I am am puzzled by this. To me, let me tell you what I see. Okay? What I see is for the first time ever, G4 ships are directly purchasable via BPs. All right? And by the way, we did the math. You get more BPs in one of these new packs then you get in a faction credit pack, all right? Like if you use the faction credits and then buy the BPs, all right? So it is, it's a better value for acquisition of these blueprints than anything else that exists in the game. 
what I'm hearing, the negative that I'm hearing, big country, and I'd invite you to comment uh, because this was a perspective that was brought in even in our own alliance. The perspective was, yeah, cash grab, you know, cash grab. Like this, this is just a, a money grab. Now, I, I kind of, of course it's to make money. Okay, I'm, I'm fine with that. But I don't know. Listen, for example, all right, it's $500 straight up cash. $500 straight up cash if you buy a G4 Uncommon. Okay? $1,600 straight up cash to buy a G4 Rare. And 26, is it 13? I thought it was 16. T. Bram. All right. And $2,600 straight up cash price to buy a level 50 epic. All right. Now, Gobble says it's a steal. I want to point out a pro and a con to that comment. Okay. Yes, it sounds expensive, right? It sounds expensive. I get that. Who wants to pay $2,600 for a ship? By the way, the packs. Don't have parts, so you're still going to have to work on upgrading it. But this, I don't think that was the point of this pack. The point of this pack is acquisition. The point of this pack is blueprints. And if you look at your associated faction credit pack, you cannot get more blueprints out of the faction credit pack as you can get from this direct acquisition pack. Okay? Now, Zoomer says 2600 to unlock and 50000 to tier up. Maybe, Zoomer, but that's not the point of the conversation. The point of the conversation is acquisition. Now, Jorg points out my argument. First of all, I don't think anybody was intended to drop $2,600 to exactly buy 100% of a ship. I've said this a gazillion times before. My opinion is, is that these packs are designed to help a player cap off. Okay, help a player cap off. Like if if I, let me tell you, if I was close enough to spend one hundred or two hundred on a pylum, bet your bottom dollar. I was getting ready to cuss. <laughs> bet your bottom dollar, I would spend a hundred dollars to get my pylum today if I was that close. Okay, and that is kind of where I think the point of this pack lies. Now, again, if somebody does want to spend thirteen hundred dollars, sure. Let me remind you, G3 players, that the Enterprise is still $1,000 today. Now, does that prove, big country, that maybe, maybe the economy of scale for the G3 epics is a little old and maybe we should revisit that? Possibly. But today, right here, right now in the game, it costs $1,000 to buy a G3 level 34 epic Enterprise. Now, I pose this question to you, Big Country, and to you, V-Ready, and don't think I'm getting all well-centric here, people, but let me ask this question. Big Country, do you believe, true or false, yes or no, that you have spent more than $2,600 in your grind towards your Tribune? Or your Hegta, sorry, your Hegta, which you just recently got. You've got the Hegta. You built it. Do you think that you spent more than twenty six hundred dollars along the way? Yes or no? Um, 
Uh, are you saying like twenty six hundred dollars? Like, I mean, I mean, of course I've spent more than that, but I mean that wasn't necessarily for the hecta. Like it was. Well, no, that's what I'm I talking mean, about. I'm talking about all the tritanium you spent, all the repairs you spent while you're grinding your rep, all the packs that you bought for faction credits, or or the faction credit packs themselves that you bought. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about. Do you think? that $2,600 equals more or less than what you've actually invested into the game to grind out that ship? Um, no. No, I'm definitely... Baloney. 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 There's no way. DJ, I'll something. Go ahead. Most of the stuff, let's say I spent something on the game... Most of that is apart from what I was spent on the ship. See, I got my pylum, I grinded it out, I get it. But what I spent, I spent anyway on what I wanted to do. It's not for the ship. This is completely separate. And the ship and, and the packs itself are not that great because number one, they don't give parts, which is which a ship is basically useless without the parts. And number two, they don't give enough titanium for a, like, let's say for a rare ship. This is not giving- an upgrade pack. This is not an upgrade pack. It is a BP acquisition pack only. So I, I'm sorry. Part. I'm sorry. Hang on. Hang on. I'm sorry if you guys want like, you know, hey, tier five in a box. That's not what you got. Okay. And for the record, I still think it's an obscene amount of money. Okay. I do. I agree. It's an obscene amount of money. My point is nobody, nobody in this game who has a level 50 ship has spent less than $2,600 getting there. Okay? But they spent it on other stuff. They didn't spend it for the ship. I would, I, you I, spent, I spent it on... on you spent it, I, I, let me rephrase then. You spent it on Tritanium, Speed Ups. You spent it on other ships uh, to, to do your grind. You spent it on faction credits. Sure you have, V-Ready. Sure you have. I haven't spent any for my pylum in any faction credits or Tritanium or anything. I get it all regular. You're free to play. Sorry if you're ready. I'm not free to play, but I for other stuff. I spend for for increasing my level for ops and stuff, but not specifically for sourcing the ship. (laughs) Okay. Potato, potato, potato. Okay. Potato, potato. I would have to spend 1600 extra if I didn't save those fashion credits myself over a year. I would have to spend another $1,600 to get the ship apart from what I already spent, is what I'm trying to say. So you you tell me that you. It's extra. That you're telling me that you've got your pylum on less than a thousand dollars is what you're saying. Definitely, I the only thing I spent on is my free titanium and which I grinded every day. I didn't use okay use a G4 ship to do it. I used a G4 ship to, to think, grind it out. I think Fair. really his point is the cost to get to where you are to be able to get that ship is has cost you that. Yes, it's spent on other things, but it's still money that you've spent to get to that point. Fair enough. And and, that, and, and here's and here's my point. All right. I, and, and I said this, whether or not you think it's a good value, because me personally, I do think it's a trash value, okay? I, me personally, I could never stomach spending $2,600 on a ship, all right? On the other hand, I couldn't stomach spending $50,000 on a mobile game either, okay? So, so my perspective is, is skewed. But, but here is the comment that, that I made earlier today, and the one that I'm sticking to and the one that I'm going to wrap up with this for you guys here very quickly is that just like everything in this game, 100% of this game, okay, you can pay 
to speed it up, and this is the first time they've ever allowed you to directly purchase G4 ship BPs, okay? Just like anything else in this game, just like your refinery, just like Isogen, just like Outlaw Reputation, okay? I, me personally, I believe people have spent more grinding out BPs and faction credits to, to get a level 50 ship, but maybe not. Maybe not. This is direct acquisition, direct acquisition, nothing else. It's 50% more BPs than you can get in a credit pack. And further proof, let's look at the larger picture here, further proof that something big is around the corner. G5 is coming. They didn't sell Epic G3s until G4 was here. And to this day, an enterprise costs $1,000 if you, if you direct buy all the BPs. This is nothing more than offering a price tag to skip the grind or skip the time, all right? Is it a cash grab? Sure. Everything, everything they do is, is to sell packs. I can agree to that, all right? I can agree for a player who wants to spend to skip, all right? But this is nothing new. This follows a day one model from Scopely that players can choose their own path to these ships. If you want to buy it, you can obviously go through your wallet, all right? Or you can be like V-Ready and grind out most of it, and that's completely fine. Cool with that. I am pleased, as Big Country has said before, even about the Meridian, I'm pleased that the pack is here because it offers players a choice. Again, if you were most of the way through, V-Ready, I'm, I will 100% guarantee you, if I were a level 45 or a 46 right now and I was 100 or $200 away from actually getting my pylum, Ching ching, I will swipe the card. I would. DJ, DJ, I got, I got a question. Go ahead, quick. Arrow. I, um, to see the pylum pack, you have to have your rep at the same level that you can use faction credits to buy it from the faction store. Correct. In, incorrect. Actually, so oh, okay. clo- close, Arrow. They do seem to have built in a slightly, like, ramped-up mechanic. Like, with the G4 Epic Armada chest, like, you can see it in ops level early. Uh, I don't know what the exact number is, but uh, Gregor says that he was able to see his level 50 ship, and he still has about 160 million rep to go to 1 billion. Somebody else told me that they were about 40 or 50 million short of the pylum, and they could see it. But somebody else who was, like, 100 million short could not see it. Um... There is, I think, a grace period there, Arrow. I don't know exactly what it is, but there is a little bit of a grace period with rep, and you can see it one ops level early. So Okay, because yeah. I was going to say, I, I, I understand you're arguing about spend, spending Tritanium and time to grind the rep. You still have to grind the rep. You just, it's at like 10%. It sounds almost like 10% less rep, but that's an insignificant part. Like, if you could stay lock 10 million and get those ships, like, how much is it worth it to pay 2600 for a ship that you have to get? 900 million or a billion rep to get mm, otherwise no. but if you have to get to 900 million to to get anyway. anyways it's a little different in my opinion uh well it, yeah if i were finishing it if i was 100 or 200 dollars away sure but i mean if i didn't have any rep at all oh i see to, to you're saying to get the pack well yeah but yeah if you could get the pack the BPs, 10 million rep how much would that? How awesome would that be? Like, wow! I, could, I don't have to. Well, but, but do, do keep in mind, re- worth regardless of the rep being the the gateway to get the pack, it still is a much better value on on the faction credit cost of the blueprints. You know, if, if you didn't have a bunch of them built up that you had saved for free or whatnot, you know, it's better than buying the faction credit packs to get them. 
So uh, that being said, you know, that, that matters. Uh, bottom line is, it's choice. Would I go spend $2,600 on a ship? No, absolutely not. I'm not saying anybody should. I'm simply saying recognize it, people, for what it is. Stop being pissy about it. I do agree that there should be some parts in it. Be ready. I'm, I'm with you. I would like to see parts in it. But stop being pissy. It is what it is. It's a choice. All right? And allows players to cap off, allows players to acquire it a different way. And even more so, I think we should be looking at the larger picture, is that clearly there is a transition point coming very soon. We've seen this before, and now we're seeing it again. The writing's on the wall, people. The writing is on the wall. All right, ladies and gents, uh, I'm going to give you your hint right after this break. i got to take our last break because it's format, and then i gotta, I got to read you the hint. Literally got to go. We'll play a game later. I'll do a drawing. We'll do spam it, blah, 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 because I got to go. This is Talking Trek. This is Ultimate DJs. This is Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast, and this is a man who is most certainly going to be in a lot of trouble with his wife as soon as he says that I have not yet picked up the baby. We'll be back in a moment. Grant from Worst Alert, the new carbon monoxide detector that warns you of dangerous gas by exploding. Tonight, on an all-new intervention, we go inside the disturbing new addiction that's bringing America to its knees. My name is Doug Fritz, and I am addicted to posting vacation pictures when I'm on vacation. I posted a selfie at the airport that got a bunch of likes. So I posted another one when we got on the plane, and people were pretty into it. Posting vacation pictures during vacation was a highlight nothing I'd ever felt before. It was like, hey, look, I'm having more fun than you. And people clicked like because they knew it was true. I posted a picture at the bar when we got to the resort and then another one by the pool. I started sharing pictures of my room, my food, my room service menu, anything to get likes on Facebook. And then the unthinkable happened. The vacation was over and I realized I never even got any time to myself. Intervention, the vacation picture epidemic. Say cheese. Flying commercial has never been more violent, but now you can feel safe with American Airlines Self-Defense, the flight school that's got you covered. I ain't wearing a mask, you snowflake. American Airlines Self-Defense will teach you how to handle people's extra baggage. Get your stuff out of the overhead storage bin. This is my room. <laughs> and we'll make sure every flight has plenty of leg room. If you recline your seat, I'm going to kick you in the neck. <laughs> make every flight an unbeatable experience with American Airlines Self-Defense. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Jump, 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 jump. Welcome in, everybody. Crisscross, bringing you back from our final break. My name is Ultimate DJs, and you're tuned in to Talking Trek Live. 
Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast back from our second break and getting ready to wrap up the show here. I've got a hint for you. I was also uh, hearing from a player during the break as far as rep breakdowns, V-Ready, uh, Arrow, I think you had mentioned this as well. Uh, as far as rep breaks down, what I'm seeing uh, from a few different players who have actually inquired about this, 85% Arrow is the required rep to see the pack. So if you're 85%, which further, by the way, totally negates the entire point of $2,600 for a ship. All right, right, V-Ready, would you agree? Arrow, would you agree? Completely negates that entire point, which is literally you can pay $100 or $200 to cap you off. All right, uh, and, I, and I think that that uh, that... that that's something that I've kind of always argued for. Hell, I've argued it with officers, all right? If you get players close, if you could be a little bit more generous, all right, I feel that players would push harder to finish. For example, all right, I, um, I finished this arc with, oh, I'm so aggravated. I finished this arc with 78 Troy shards, 78, all right? I did not unlock this officer. If a pack came out right now for $100 and had 25 shards in it, I, I would buy it. Who, who, who wouldn't? I mean, I know some people wouldn't, but I would. All right? Same thing. If, a, if $100 is, is all that's separating, Captain Planet says, what if it had 15? See, there I, I got to – it depends on how bad I wanted it. If it were Troy, probably not, Captain Planet. If it was a pylum – I probably would. If it was a pylum, yeah, like, I probably would. You could you could buy that before, but you had to buy the faction credits, and this is a better deal than the faction credits, or maybe you guys already covered that. But it, it is a better deal. Players are, are kind of fussing, you know, about the, the price of the ship. But here's the thing, as Arrow pointed out, and, and probably didn't even didn't even mean to to maybe argue on this side of it, you can't spend twenty six hundred dollars on the ship, not unless you want to. Because right? you got to have 85% of the rep to do it. Now, if you didn't have any faction credits or any BPs, then so be it. But if you're grinding that rep, you probably have – I mean, if you're pushing that rep, then you've been saving faction credits too, you know? So you've been saving. You've been preparing to acquire this ship. All right? I, I believe that the, the intent of the pack was to cap off, was to finish, to finish it off maybe a month faster than you could have otherwise. And, and again, boy, I seem to be Mr. Unpopular today. If that is what you want to do, if you would want to pay 100 or $200 to skip the grind, then so be it. Hey, Big, all right, I know you pushed like crazy. You were grinding hours and hours and hours a day, millions of rep a day to pick up that Hegda. You actually switched reputation in the middle. You were going ROM, and then you decided to go Klingon. In the middle, you had to backtrack Almost, what, 300 million rep and dig out and then go to a billion for the Klingon. Okay, so so it, through the process, Big actually ended up grinding out 1.3 or 1.4 million reputation because he started down one path and changed in the middle. All right? Now, Big, let's go back a month. When you were grinding 12 hours a day, would you have maybe spent 100 or maybe $200 to finish you off just to be done with all the freaking grinding? But, but, it, but it wasn't it wasn't the BPs that I was holding me up. It was the rep, and they're not selling. But rep. if you're eighty five percent, you're eighty five percent. 
That's, that would have saved you 150 million reputation. For you, you were grinding 5 and 10 million rep a day, right? Didn't you tell me 5 million a day? No, 25 to 30 million a day. And you hated it. You hated it. So 30 million rep a day would have, would have been five days. You mean to tell me you want to spend 100 bucks to save you five days? Can I just add something, though? Not, not, not because, not, not in that case because I was doing 30 million a day and there's no parts. If it would have had parts, I, like I said, it gives players choices and everybody's, you know, like Gregor always said, if you see a value in something, like you're probably going to get it. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure that there's many values in the pack and i'm sure some people see it and some people are going to feel like it's not i mean it's you know everybody's going to have a different opinion on it yeah i get it i get it and and by the way you know big we know is is an obsessive player i I would be i would be real impressed if i ran into very many other players that were grinding 30 million rep a day because most people are doing it about five to ten million rep a day you know not not 30 million so. Yeah, but keep in mind, at also, once you get to that level, you're getting $7 million just by doing your dailies and nothing else. So it's well, not, that's my point. That's my point. And, you know, yeah, $10 million, $10 million is, is probably, you know, what I've seen people saying that they're, that they're doing. And, okay. um, and, and so there you go. All right. Um, anyway, the packs are there. If you find value in them, go for them. I, I think it's a good thing. I, pr- I praise the release because it gives players, uh-huh. it gives players a choice. Uh, and just but like everything else in this game, yeah, I think that's a good thing. Just like everything else in this game, you got an opportunity to speed up some grind, which is what we always complain about. Uh, I can't go fast enough, and everything's gated. And no, now, you, add you one last yes, be ready. You were saying that okay, you get the packs at eight hundred fifty, but you cannot even if you have the faction credits, you're not capping off. You have to finish the billion to buy the BPs with your faction credits that you have. So you still have to finish the rep. You're not capping off. Mm, that's a good point. So you can't you can't buy the faction credits any earlier than than one billion. No, you can't buy the ship below a billion. So the faction credits you have, you have to finish the billion and then buy the gl- blueprints and whatever's left over. If you want to cap off, you still have to finish the billion. Though. Well, the shipyard, you you for sure have to have that. No, no. What he said, you can't turn your faction credits into blueprints until you've reached the one billion mark. <laughs> okay, now I might be getting it. So you, so that's even what, if you get, it, say. <laughs> even if you can buy the BPs, you can't convert the first eighty-five percent. So there is no, Correct. there is no fast exactly. track. Ah, yeah, and, that, and like I said, yeah. that's why I was like, okay, okay. yeah. But, but there's still enormous value now. Do you get because it? Because there's a lot of people that get to a billion and don't have enough faction credits to buy to. To convert the faction credits into shipping. Well, pieces. yeah, so that's that's, like that's true. My 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 perspective on the benefit of that pack has now been has been nullified. There is still a benefit, but for a different scenario. I get it. Yep. Okay. There you go. I got it. That makes a little bit more sense to me now. Uh, nonetheless, it is a pack available for players who may find themselves in a situation that they need it. Uh, I'm I'm glad it's available. To be honest with you, I, would I buy 2,600 of them? No, but. I'm glad that it's there for somebody who, who would need it. All right. Yes, I know. I got to go. Here's your hint. Uh, we do have a hint for you regarding uh, upcoming content. Upcoming content. Okay? I'm not going to specifically say it's related to an arc or not. As a matter of fact, here is your hint. I'm actually kind of pleased to, to have uh, been able to be a part of this conversation. All right. Here you go. Here's your hint. Uh, and it's a little bit unconventional. 
Gregor. So I'd be very curious to hear what you hear when I read this. Ladies and gentlemen, here you go. Two, four, six, eight are the days we usually wait. One, three, five, seven are more days we'll be waiting for. But previous content we will revisit for players who've said, oh, crap, we missed it. There you go. That's easy. Play on numbers. Two, four, six, eight are the days we usually wait. One, three, five, seven are more days we'll be waiting for. But previous content we will revisit for players who said, crap, we missed it. Uh, that is... So they're going <laughs> to delay the next arc by seven days, and they're going to give us some other content in that filler time. That sounds reasonable. <laughs> it doesn't take a whole lot of doesn't take a whole lot of brain power on that one. Um, but yes, I I did get a little bit of a, a little bit of a teaser about what we are going to be seeing and uh, during our downtime, and I do think players will be pleased uh, with just you know what's available. I think the bigger part, I, I think the bigger part of that hint is revisiting the content. I, I think that's big because that can be a, a several different things. And yes, I'm getting ready to go like three minutes and I'm leaving. I think that that is, that that is important. That is the biggest part of that hint. All right. Uh, big country very quickly. Um, oh, he dipped Stevens Aaron regarding previous content. We will revisit for players say crap. We missed it. Um, what possibilities do you have there in your head? Tell me possibilities that you see. Borg, Swarm. Okay. Um, Stella. Lots hijack. of... Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's actually going back further. Hijack, Org, Augment. What's up, Ripper? Ripper in chat. Did you actually get that approved? Yes. It took me It took me a long time to get it approved, too. All right. Eden says, more intermediary, uh, intermediary content. Uh, Scalyback says, a sandwich event. I'm not sure what exactly that means. You mean like extra extra meat in the middle? Is that what you're saying? Wham is calling for Borg. <laughs> Captain Mark says barf. An extra week between the arcs. Wraithstar well, also agrees that it could be Borg. They did change the rewards in those Borg Amadas, so maybe that was a subtle. That's true. Coming. Forgot about that. The Borg Amadas are dropping active nanoprobes now. Once you get them all cleared out, you're gonna have to clear them out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, interesting. Karkin says normal final arc coming late. Uh, well, as Gregor speculated there, sounds like we're going to have some extra days. Um, Captain Bob says, you know what? And I like your attitude, buddy. You're chipper. He says, yay for an extra week. I got lots to work on. Lots to work on. All right. So, uh, very good. Shinjo saying, so one week of augment before TNG starts. Uh, nobody said anything about augment, but there is at least according to the hint, previous content that we will revisit for the players who said, oh, crap, I missed it. All right? So even within that, there could be some meaning. I may point out. Hal says, boring. Oh, no, wait, you said Borg. I thought there was an I-N in there, Hal. <laughs> uh, Truck and Chick is saying, what about Vidar and Stella? Okay, Possibly. Uh, Space Dad says a free Prime, a free Stella. Anubis says, what about yeah. skins? All right. There is Gator says, what about five straight days of officer auctions? Stop it, sir. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. But, but, so, you know, that's the thing. All those people saying is boring, boring. That's the whole thing. You, and you're, what you just said. 
it's for people that have missed it and then there's a thing for us that we can i'm sure do something during that anyway but you know there's lots of people still that are still asking that new players that are asking i want the stella or i need another stella i need another vidar or all that kind of stuff so there's players that are coming in that have missed all these years of content that we have been through mm, yeah maybe oh crap we missed it today's whole show well, aside from the PAX thing there at the end, today's show was was largely aimed towards trying to help. I don't think we actually, Stevens Aaron, I don't think we actually answered enough questions for it to really be like a newbie show. But, you know, I, I think also that, that comes back to, to the audience of the show and why it's easy for us to, to focus on today, you know, but at the same time probably also extremely easy for a new player to listen to the show and be like, oh, my God, I'll never be there. You know, so I, I want to try to – I want to try to, to – to, to try to circle that back and and we're gonna do that yeah. moving forward in other episodes and and i do want to thank truck and chick and stevens aaron and wicked witch all three for for making this a big campaign even amongst our our moderation team and our and our content planning team is is there's there's players out there we got to circle back and we got to pick up and uh and we will we're gonna try to to you know in in every show we're gonna try to, to look at this from a younger player perspective and and even answer questions you know hey how do i repair a ship that you know what listen on day one we didn't know how to repair a ship you know and and today we had a player you know only a couple months into the game that didn't understand how leveling and xp work that is stuff that that we want to we want to try to help out we want to go back and pick up those uh those those players there okay um thank you guys also very very much for being here there's your hint baymax saying what about dumatas yeah that could be that's tos arc right there okay Maztec says, I got a phone call in the middle of the hint. All I heard was 2468 ring, 1357 ring. <laughs> Sorry. I'm sure somebody will copy and paste it out for you. All right. You'll be, able to, you'll be able to grab it there. All right. Yes, I'm going. I'm going right now to go get Oliver. Poor kid. He's sitting at daycare. I got to go get him. And yes, we will give away a prize right now. Ladies and gentlemen, to one lucky winner who's hanging out in the room, you got a chance to pick something out of our stash. Clueless one. Clueless, congratulations to you. I'm going. The daycare is still open. It's fine. <laughs> daycare is open. It's good. All right, Clueless one, send me a PM. I'm going to hook you up with a prize out of the stash. Thank you very much. Thank you to all of you guys for being here. Thank you to my panel of guests. Gregor, Bubba stopped in. Uh, be ready. Thank you so very much. Big Country, Stevens, Aaron, Hal, even Rev Deuce there at the beginning. Thank you so very, very much. Appreciate you guys all hanging out and having a good time with us here today. Thank you to those in our studio audience for being here and supporting the show. Thank you. Be sure to visit our website, TalkingTrekSTFC.com. What? Yes, we picked up a new domain. It points to the same one. But it's easier than writing dot online, right? TalkingTrekSTFC.com is where you can go to find our website, where you can find links to all things, including our YouTube channel, our patron program, our merch store. Go get merch, all right? Go buy some socks. Go buy, go buy a koozie for your beer or your Red Bull. All right? Thank you very much. And uh, we will move forward with other shows also talking about catching up with these players. All right, we're going to do that. I promise we're going to circle back and we're going to do it. My name is Ultimate DJs. want to thank everybody for hanging out today. Be sure to visit our website, TalkingTrekSTFC.com. want to thank those patrons who have contributed at a level of $5 or more per month towards our show, keeping our lights on. And I want to thank them now. Gregor, thank you. Scott Venkman, I Beglin, Big Country, Hank, 
Chuck Sagrunt, JC, Dark Lord, Steven Darren Ahab, Fookum Thorn, Virtual Army, Jay Burke, DJ Gur, Red 2, and Honey, Dunk, Bojack, Ape Crust, Jonathan Ingram, Tabby Moza, Regis, Lady Kest, Engineering Free Philly. Lost my place. Hudson, Doc31, Morpheus. Thank you, Cam. Coulter, Jetski, Wingnut, Z-Man, Fluffy, Puma, CCXN, Devil's Advocate, Goofy, Names, Rock, Raxnar, Striker, V-Ready, Jerry Ryan, Indy, Dandy, Quackfu, Mr. Fusion, Callus, King0101, Silence, Stabber, Commander Taylor, Damodarks, Blue Mandalorian, Infinite Key, Maztec, The Professor, Chronic Break, Spock the Avenger, Medic213, Stony Dude, Fog and Farts, Bubba Joe, Rude Dude, Arian, uh, Judge Cran, Galen, Cobra, Splatsu, Eden, not my game name, Sentinel, DJs goes six hours, 12, 14, Ripper goes 24 hours, something. Conair, <laughs> Irish, Jack, Wyman, Vinius, Giovanni, Dragon Slayer, Lord Neelix, Lord Pete, Lobot, The Agger, Never Clutch, Storm, Harshest Procedure, Lugga, Sub Commander, Doug, This Fella, Captain Jack, Darker Link, Jason, Velvet Thunder, Right Turn Clyde, Your Mom, Royal Power, Scarlet Hawk, Young Ducat, Lorenzo, Seven of Nine, Lube, Cha Cha Baba, A Fox, Midhead, Bills Mafia, E Rock, Afrojacks, The Clueless One, Warren, Hugs and Cuddles, Gator, Evil Dragonfly, and Shady Pines. Thank you so very much for tuning in and supporting Talking Trek at a level of $5 or more per month. Talking Trek Live is a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. My name is Ultimate DJs, your friendly neighborhood cat person on Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Sam, yeah, for now. Love you, minute. See you later. Bye-bye.